welcome back to the City of Geekum podcast. I am Ryan, your host, and as always, joining me back into your ear holes is Will. Hello there. Hello there. We're back. Yeah, we're back. We just seen a film, and it's a very good film. <laughs> better be quiet, by the way. We just saw a film. Yep. It was, it was a thing. You gotta be quiet. Yep. Second time you gotta be quiet as well. Second time you gotta be yeah, quiet. Yeah, because it's back. John Krasinski is back with the sequel to the great first flick. Flick? It's not flick. Uh, the first film, Quiet Place. Yeah, the sequel's up. We went and saw it. It was really good. We're going to be talking about it in this episode. Um, yeah, we're live on Twitch. And we're live in your ear holes. I've forgotten how to start this podcast. You have. Yeah, But I like, I like this because it's, it it's, feels like a little bit of improv every time that yeah, you have to do yeah. this. I don't have a script at all. No, you just wing yeah, it every single it. time, which is Wing good. it. The Wing It podcast. I should have called it that. Not see it, Geekum. Wing it. Wing it. <laughs> um, right, so we're going to be talking about other news today. Um, should we just get right into it? Kick us off? Do you want to kick us off? Or should I kick us off? I have literally got two bits of news. I, uh, fuck. I'm happy to kick us off, if you would like me to. You kick us off then. Kick us. Ryan. Kick us. In the arse. Do it. Do you play? No. Ark Survival Evolved. Uh, I have it because it was a free game a couple couple months, maybe a year back on Epic, and I got it for free. Uh, but no, I don't I haven't played How it. How long have you played it? You I, haven't, I haven't, haven't played, played, it, played at it, at it at all. It's like okay. Epic always releases these free games, and I'm like, oh, that looks little. This is pretty good. Never played it. <laughs> no. Never played it. You just got a bunch of games sitting there. Yeah, I got loads of games. No, I'll, I'll probably eventually like play them on. Uh, on Twitch and stuff, but nah, not interested at the moment. Well, what about it? What about Ark? Mr. David Tennant <gasps> voices the villain in the new Ark Survival Evolved I'm buying it. DLC. I'm buying it. They got all the expansion packs, sorry, which yeah. is out now. I'm buying it. You, you, I'm playing you're it. gonna play it. Yeah, I'm gonna play it now because of David, our big boy David, our most beloved. This is probably the most random bit of news that I've um, he provides the voice for the villainous Sir Edmund Rockwell. Yeah. In Ark Genesis Part Two. Ooh. Um, yeah, go and download it now. Do it. Do, and, the, do uh, the thing. Fend off. Um, David Tennant. <laughs> David Tennant. Which is. Imagine if it was just him. It was just just him. David Tennant. Just David. Just Tennant. just his character. Not even just. No, not he's, even he's... David Tennant. Just David Tennant's voice is the villain. Oh, that's the best villain of all time. I mean, quiet place. Eat your heart out with these monsters, mate. Yeah, but that's cool. Speaking of uh, Quiet Place Part Quiet Place Part Two, which we were talking about, about yeah, Um, it's become the biggest pandemic era U.S. box office hit. Nice, yeah, which uh, surpassed obviously Tenet was one of the big ones. I think. What the what the what the films? Uh, Between Friday and Sunday, it made forty-eight million dollars. I mean, in three days. Yes, yeah, I mean, in movie sense, that's not really a lot. But it's like, but it's like a you lot say, in money sense. Though. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> um, I think a post-pandemic definitely post. We're not, we're not out of it yet, but uh, pandemic sense, it's the best one so far. So movies are back, baby. Movies are back. Movies uh, are back. It was really interesting. Um, yeah, that that was the case. Yeah, um, it'd be interesting to see with the pandemic, obviously being uh, what it is, 
um, where it will actually rate when it comes to like if someone does a list which I'm sure they will do like of the highest grossing hor horror films or thriller horrors anyway um, where A Quiet Place Part 2 rates yeah yeah um, but we'll get on right on to that so let me just list off my news there's a couple bits of news that I uh, missed last week that I wanted to talk about go for so, it kick us off what have you got Friends oh yeah the Friends reunion yeah, happened that reunion did you watch it I haven't watched it no, no. don't know whether I will I <laughs> I no, okay. I've heard mixed things about it okay I've heard that it's in parts good yeah but and in parts terrible oh terrible uh, and mainly the terrible bits about it are everything but the friends thing yes yeah that, that they that's tacked on to this for yeah, some reason like, oh, like the celebrity cameos yeah and the, James then, fucking Corden because I don't mind James Corden at all I quite oh, like I, him I think he's annoying now I, I quite like him he's fine I it's just no <laughs> like I think it's like this is their reunion thing after how many years has it been since the since uh, the finished show? in 2005 yeah the last episode so it's math I think it was 2005 16 years 2004, no it was 2005 Six, so 16 years 16 years yeah. it's been 16 years this is one of the best best I'm, I'm indifferent on it but this is arguably like the, the greatest sitcom. sitcom of all time definitely the most popular so make it about them don't you know don't have a host I, I wouldn't have a host in this whole thing at all and also, I don't like the cringiness because apparently they like recreated a couple of the scenes. It's like, well, they did. Um, on, like... They did some table reads, which apparently people liked. It was nice mm. to see them kind of do read lines and then then talk about the scenes and what talk was going about, through talk their head. Talk about the le legacy. I'd rather them just like yeah. don't don't recreate scenes or like do table reads. Just mm, be like, oh, what, what was your thought about this and how have you? How, I watched... is, your, how is your life since this? The, the only bit that I have watched of it is I watched the the entrance bit yeah. where they they each come into the studio where they, the people who were making the show have recreated the sets verbatim of what Frank yeah that, that's actually a nice touch and you have um, Monica and then Chandler and Joey's apartments yeah situated I think I like, uh, yeah a lot of it what, from what I've heard this is what I've heard and um, but they like introduced all the cast of when they were uh, they got the role so whoever got their casting role last came out last and stuff like that so they did all in order they actually built the set for the first time since they demolished it which was straight after they finished the final episode yep. so that was really nice so I think like they got most of it right but it's just a lot of this I don't know it just, it just sounds a little bit crass and crap and, I heard that I, the, the stuff between the six of them is really good yeah because it's really and this is the this is the first time that all six have appeared together in any form publicly since yeah since this broke up yeah. they they keep in contact off of course they away do. from the cameras yeah, and yeah. things they've even they've even met up for dinners off the cameras although they do, they admitted once that it's usually only five of them because usually one person can't make it yeah because scheduling, because of scheduling stuff like and stuff. That. Yeah. but they did post i can't remember when it was i think it was about a year or so, maybe even two years ago now uh, i did see jennifer anderson i think posted on um Instagram a photo of all of them in someone's house so they were at yeah. dinner together all six of them together yeah um, so that was nice that but like in a public in, in a public sense, setting like on, this on, is the first time yeah. that they've ever been in the same room 
That's really cool. Um, um, but they all look good. You know, it's, it's nice to see how they've how they are. I think um, the one that I think a lot of people were worrying about was uh, uh, Matthew Perry. Yeah. Because he apparently had like emergency dental operation just yeah. before. An emergency so dental was... operation the day before. So he was just jacked on basically painkillers. Yeah, um, and he was swollen, and he could, yeah. like he had a lisp and stuff like that, which people like called out. But then again, it's just like, yeah, what would you expect? Like, yeah. don't don't have a hard go at him. It's there's <laughs> nothing that could be helped. He had to, he had to have it. So and it's a shame, really. But it is a bit of a shame. Yeah, it's a shame that yeah. he was not his full kind of self for the reunion yeah although he was still there um but yeah and it's understandable why people kind of jumped on the bandwagon with that particular thing is that because Matthew Perry hasn't had the most um hasn't had the most easy time away from the cameras yeah he's got a very storied past of you know drinking drugs and, and and a lot of mental health things things that I think he still struggles with even to this day yeah um and I think there's even a, a bit where they, they were talking about it in the show. There's, they said, I can't remember I can't remember whether he said it or someone else said it or they kind of alluded to it during the, the reunion, but I saw a quote of it saying, someone said, you know, being the funny man in the most popular TV show of the era didn't do me any good. No. Basically, he's basically saying, like, it didn't, it wasn't healthy for me yeah. to play this. It might have been great at first and it was, stuff. It was but good, but away from the cameras, it it destroys you in a way. Yeah, um, it's very hard to cope with, especially in the wacky world that is Hollywood and LA, which yeah, is just yeah. a strange town as it is. Yeah, but um, yeah. Overall, though, I, I've I've heard that it was it was good, and maybe I will watch it in time when I feel yeah. like it. I, I, I certainly will. I, I'll probably skip through all the bits I don't want to watch, like the fucking fashion show that they did. Really? Oh, <sighs> like, Justin Bieber dressed as a potato. Well, that's funny. <sighs> because of... Because he's a potato. Because he's a spud. <laughs> he's, he is a spud. Um, um, I think... they, they were basically dressing from all the different iconic, the... funny costumes. Yeah. The years of Friends, which was fine. But, again, it's like, hmm... The the one that um, I don't care for. This. I think was renowned as a really really good show was when they did the reunion for Fresh Prince, Abella, because it was just them, in a room talking about their legacy and the show and where Memories. people were at. And I think like Will Smith, um, had like a falling out during a time with the actress that played the mother. Uh, who got replaced and then they were all in the room and then they ended up actually having a conversation about that whole like disagreement and stuff and it was like genuine and yeah it was it was really good I think um, that's the trouble when you put it into a talk show format yeah it's and you have especially if you have James Corden because I I don't like him as a TV host I don't know whether you've yeah. seen him do any I've seen him do a couple of things and I'm fine with it I yeah, I'm fine uh, when it. he's hosting events he's not too bad but when he's doing it in a sort of talk show environment like he does on the Late 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 Show or whatever it is there's too many late shows in America they need to just strip it down there's like five or six of them they, or maybe they more they need to just make one called The Late Show yep. um, anyway but it's not late enough though so they need to make a Late Late Show anyway um, I, I yeah I've, I've watched clips of him you know doing his hosting in America and things and you know I'm happy for him that he's 
he's gone from being a kind of a star of the UK and somebody that everybody knew here to just catapulting himself to star yeah. worldwide. Yeah. And kind of, you know, that more people have been exposed to his kind of comedy and, you know, have obviously found Gavin and Stacey through it and things and, um, which is all good um, and, you know, fun. Yeah. But it's... I, I, I have to admit, I don't like his... I don't... I don't like his interview style when it comes to talk shows. Yeah. I think it's too base level. Okay. And I think that that's what I've kind of got the vibe from the Friends Reunion is that they were all sitting there doing this talk show bit and all the questions he were asking were really like... Standard. Yeah. Okay. Like, who was the funniest? Yeah, we've, we've, we all know. we've answered that like yeah. a million times. They yeah, answered that when what's, they did what's the... different about these questions that you're asking? And like, if you, know. you want to watch, uh, if anybody's interested in watching really good interviews of the cast, um, go and watch the Oprah interview from the oh, last geez. from the last season of um, from Friends. Yeah, and they all sit down on the set in the cafe of. She's Central like notorious Park. as like the greatest interviewer of all time. Um, a lot of people would she's say. amazing yeah, she's, 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 really, she's really really good at what she does um, yeah but that's a really good interview so they sit down in Central Perk and then they, they yeah. talk about things and that's that's really good and I, I've watched that a couple of times and I, I really enjoyed it um, it was good to get an insight into the people behind the characters these iconic characters and uh, it's a lot more emotional and and, and heartfelt and it talks more about the legacy of the show and yeah. things. obviously because in the context of what it will be like because that was them ending in stuff so they haven't yeah. actually finished the show yet because I think that's ultimately what I again it, people might be different but what I give a shit about is like where they are now and what it was like then and like how different their lives has become and stuff like again like you know this is such a massive thing they still get paid millions for friends still today like 16 years later or however long it's been yeah. so and that's ridiculous like is that much of an impact and when all of them were at such a young age as well doing something that big and then going into most people probably say the twilight years of their career but no it was the rest of their career it was the start yeah. of their career that they've done this um, yeah I just found it mental but it happened I might watch it eventually but like like you say it's the interesting bits and then there's just fluff in yeah. between effectively yeah yeah um, that was good um, right so I've got there's a, there's a new show out on uh, on Disney Plus. It's all on Hulu and it's called Modoc. Do you remember a couple weeks back? Maybe a few. Is this the cartoony one? It's that. Uh, it's the stop motion cartoony animated robot chicken looking Modoc show. There's two episodes out currently on Disney Plus. And is it like? Is it, it's not clay animation, is it? It. I think it is. I think it's, it is. It's, it's actual it's robot stop, chicken. Yeah, is ro- clay robot animation. robot chicken is that. Yeah, and it's that in the form of because it's like got Patton Oswalt as Modoc and. It's good. It's batshit insane, and it's just completely Properly funny though. Oh, it's it's yeah, it's really funny. It's really dumb but really funny, which is like straight up my alley of comedy. But yeah, I I really like it. There's yeah, this like I said, there's two episodes out so far. There might be three. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd recommend watching it. They're like twenty minute episodes each, and I think there's like eight in total. So yeah I'm looking forward to the next ones I just I just saw that come up I watched them the other day and I was like oh it's pretty good I want to mention it just so uh, people go watch it it means you have to buy a Disney Plus account or if you have Hulu <laughs> do that yeah, we, we sure. don't have Hulu here do we because uh, Hulu is more American no we don't you uh, can't get Hulu, Hulu in the UK Hulu you can't get Hulu here um, 
Continuing on with Marvel. Um, so the, they've wrapped up filming Thor. Love and I Thunder. saw this picture. Um, Jesus Christ, Chris. Yeah, he's way, he's way too buff. You mean way too buff? What do you think? He's God. He's got super strength. He doesn't need to be buff, does he? Yeah, true. If I, if I was a, if I was a God, I'd go fat. <laughs> you, you'd do fat Thor, like in yeah. Endgame. Yeah, all right. Fair. Arguably um, the most powerful Thor. Yeah. Very true. I mean, he had two things though. He had a, he had a hammer and an axe. Not for the whole journey, though. Yeah, Cap stole it. <laughs> Cap stole. <laughs> um, no, uh, but he looks incredible, <laughs> size-wise. He he's, does. He looks like a man mountain. He his arm looks like the size of fuck. Well, Taika Waititi's head. Yeah, it's bigger than my future. Jesus <laughs> Christ! It's like a tree trunk. This man's arm is bigger than my future. He is enormous. Anyway, let's stop gushing about Chris Hemsworth, even though I probably he is. Do. I love it that he's wearing a really wacky like. Uh, like almost 80s t-shirt in this yeah. photo um, <laughs> I, did they release a cover version of this photo uh, I don't think so they might have done but I've got the black and white version it's fine it's whatever mm. but still it looks great I'm looking forward to it I'm glad they've read fin- uh, filming of it um, have I got anything else Marvel related I probably do or don't let me have a quick check uh, that's not right Vision and Paul Bettany News about him came out. IGN basically uh, released this news report thing. And he basically, uh, Paul Bettany had a, uh, an interview and he said he is not contracted for any more Marvel projects, which I find... Well, not, that, I'm not worried. That doesn't really mean anything, does yeah, it? It just no. means he's not signed a new contract Not yet. signed a new contract, and I'm or, sure... he's or, not finished his old contract yet. Oh, no, no, he's finished it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't have a contract. I guess it would be int- uh, difficult. Yeah, he said... Stuff like um, he'd find it difficult to introduce a white vision uh, and not deal with him in some way, but we have not discussed that. So I'm sure they will. Like, that'd be really silly for them to, you know, have him have this un- an open end to his character. Because spoilers at the end of WandaVision, Vision comes back. Marvel um, found yet another way to make a character live. It made sense, though, in that case, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's, fine. it's fine. I'm just saying they made another way to make another character yeah. live. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, I, 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 that's a storyline which I would like to see more of because it's so unanswered. It's going to be interesting, isn't it? Because yeah. especially with like Wanda's arc in WandaVision and her kind of ending on this darker path, I want to say. Kind of giving yeah. you into the, she should the, go down the dark, dark hold dark and things. We'll see how it goes in Doctor Strange 2. Yeah, and yeah. kind of delving into what it means to be the Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Be interested to see a returning vision, what that would do for her. Yeah. Because she, she knows he's out there, surely. Because from what I remember, she had her head in his hands and he was crushing her. And then the other vision came in, so they started fighting and then he just flew off. So he's out there. Wanda knew he exists. Yes, but I, I guess she knows that this other vision exists, but she doesn't know that he's turned good again. Good again. Yeah, she doesn't that's know. That's the caveat. Of yeah, it's like, that's oh, very true. They've tried to weaponize something against me, which is not the first time that that's happened in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Um, so, that's all Marvel news. Let's talk about this sort of news, and that is uh, God of War Ragnarok. 
the sequel to the my favourite game of all time, God of War. The eagerly anticipated sequel. Um, been delayed. Which I'm like, yeah, delay it. I don't want it to be a side. When was it originally going to be released? I think mm, next year. I think or the next end year. of this year. Okay. It was. It was. It was not like oh, it's coming out very very yeah. soon. It's just around the corner. It's yeah. just around the corner. Yeah, no, it's not like it wasn't like a last of uh, a Last of Us or Cyberpunk scenario. But I think with games, delay it until you get it absolutely spot on, please. I, I don't. <laughs> please delay I'd, your game. Please, please make it perfect. Having said that, or as I good mean, as possible. have you watched the documentary for the creation of the first game? Yes. Oh, it's incredible. They they yeah. crammed like yeah. bugger together. They were, game operation. I love the story of trying to find a voice actor for Kratos. They like done everything else. They had everything else planned, but they were like, "There's just no one that we can find that is good enough to play Kratos." And they were like a week away from giving up and like canning the entire project. And then uh, Christopher Judge, I think his name is, came across and they were like, fuck, perfect. You are the man. Be a god. Blow up people's heads be with a, an axe. You are the man. Be a god of boy. Be a, be a dad of boy. Dad of boy. Dad god of, of boy. boy. They better call this one dad of boy. Dad of boy Ragnarok. <laughs> dad mm. of boy Ragnarok. I was going to try and make a, an interesting okay. spin on Ragnarok, but it's not yeah. the easiest word to do that with. No. Rest your um, rock. Rest your rock. Anyway, I yeah. I mean, it, it it makes makes sense that they would have delayed it. Yeah. Um, it. I mean, if they they're able to make that good of a game with the time with the had. time that they had first time around, which yeah. was no time at all. Yeah, yeah. Then, given that they've given themselves extra time with this by delaying it. Yeah. Because I'm sure they were instantly on the the next game as soon oh. as like the the one the one game of the year 100%, and stuff like that. 100%. So um, I'm sure this would be good. But also, really interestingly, this will be uh, uh, you'll be able to play it on both PlayStation Four and Five, not only just PlayStation Five. Which is I think a couple of people are getting a bit rowdy about, and I'm like, kind uh, I don't really get it because. Yeah, you'd like things to be PlayStation 5 exclusive, but also, guess what? Not everyone has a bloody PlayStation 5. So, I think Sony are definitely just trying to think, okay, we, we want people to play this. They'd be shooting themselves too much in the foot. Yeah. If they exclusively made it PS5. Yeah. Because as you said... Oh, sorry. It's all right. Oh, it's been a long day. Busy yeah. Um, yeah, it's busy day. Yeah, it won't... It simply won't make enough money <laughs> fucking I'm yawning as well sorry um, no yeah no, I, I think it's not necessarily because of money it's just well I mean as a business of course it's about money but ultimately I think for like uh, Corey is his name the, the director of it he would want as many people to play and experience the story as possible like yeah you can have like the the trigger sensitive thing on the controllers and like oh the incredible graphics but like you, uh, it's whatever yeah, the, I think that comes the, second the main, to the main portion of people that are going to play this game and love it don't care about that. Yeah, no, no, I I don't really give a shit. Like, they just want to play the game. Like you yeah. keep you keep saying to me like you just love the story of this game. Yeah, it's it's my favorite game of all time. Obviously, like the gameplay and everything that like, I think is amazing. Also, um, it's not the greatest, but I think everything like works so well with everything in the game. I'm just like I could replay this game. A million times, a million you never times. get bored of it. Yeah. yeah, like 
the simple thing about it making it Thor-like with Thor and the X and then pulling it back, like, that is so satisfying every time you recall the axe, you'd never get bored. Never. No. Cleaving people in half. Never get bored. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this game. I want this game in my body. But also, in my body? What are yeah, you did say did that. Did I say that? You did say that. It's been a long day. It's yeah, it's been a very long day. Anyway. You wake up extra early. I did. Um, I but I will quote th- you on that later. Right. So okay. thank, thank you for that statement. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, so, Dark Horse it has started its own game division. It is the has the, uh, the the properties of Hellboy and stuff like that. So they're going to be making them into AAA games. Dark Horse Comics. This Dark is, Horse Comics. Yeah. Yes, the people who produce the Critical Role comic. Oh, are there going to be a Critical Role buddy game coming up? Please make that a game. I Critical Role game. I Do I it. wouldn't care for it. No, no, it makes sense. A critical. I, I mean, like, if you want a critical role game, just play D anD D, or, or play like Dark what, Alliance or something. Or, yeah. What yeah. Are, what other what other what are the good PC? I mean, they already did a uh, Pillars of Eternity, which is an RPG MMO game. Yeah. They made an expansion set for Critical Role where you can have the voice of the characters as your character. Oh. And they actually the the, the cast did it. So if you want to sound like Vax. Nice. Or Percy or Vex, whoever, Pike, you can do that. Fuck yeah. Um I think they even yeah. Yeah, and they added some extra little quips and stuff in there that are very much Vox Machina themed. That's awesome. But yeah, I mean they they could potentially make a Legends of Vox Machina yeah. thing, but I'd um, be interested there to be a like a Hellboy game or something like that. We, Hellboy will be the thing that I think they try to push. Yeah, because um, I think Dark Horse is like most famous comic or something. Yeah, out of all the yeah, out, out or of property all even. Um, I don't know many other um, uh, Dark Horse properties that they they have no, access to actually. I Might should, be something to look up. I probably should look it up. But let's move on. I literally just had news then about uh, Marvel, so we'll continue with that. Um, so, uh, Isa Ray, Isa Ray. I apologize if I'm saying your name wrong, but also. I'm sure you're a great actress. Uh, she has joined the cast to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2, the sequel to one of the best animated movies of all time. Uh, she reportedly voice Jessica Drew, a.k.a. Spider-Woman. Oh, interesting. Yes. She is an interesting character. I don't know too much about her, but she's interesting because she's different. It's not just, hey, I'm just woman Spider-Man. I can actually do other shit as well. Like, I can fly and stuff. And it's cool. She can fly. Yeah, she can fly. She can fly, she yeah. can fly. Yeah, she's she's completely different, um, if you look into it, than the other Spider-Men and Spider-Girls, Spider-Woman. Um, <laughs> the other Spider-People. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. It's, it'd be one of the first times we see Jessica Drew or Spider-Woman in uh, a big property thing. Like, she's been in a couple, like, mobile games and, like, obviously she's, like, got a run of comics and... but no major film like the seems like they're sticking to the formula of introducing yeah the you know the slightly more obscure characters within the Spider-Man universe to people as they did in the first movie I might be wrong in saying but Jessica Drew she might be a lawyer so she has like connections to like She-Hulk and stuff I just I just want to see more different characters we had Spider-Gwen, which was amazing we had Miles Morales which is amazing give us more different stuff not just Ah, yeah, it's just another Spider-Man. Ah, yeah, that's good, isn't it? Well, Sick. I mean, with, with like 
how well they managed to put the spin on each of the characters we were introduced to in the first movie. I think we're, we're safe to say that. Oh yeah, that she absolutely. Will, she'll be a character that people really, really enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, moving on. Uh, Indiana Jones Five is to begin filming. Uh, I think it this week. I, I shared this on our group on Facebook uh, on the third. So yeah, it started filming. Uh, obviously with Mads Mikkelsen, uh, uh, bloody. Uh, well, if it's third next week. Well, I could be talking about yeah. Uh, be, week starting the seventh. But yeah, uh, obviously Harrison Ford, Mads Mikkelsen coming back. All good. Great cast. It looks like. Um, yeah, looking forward to it. Indiana Jones 5 hopefully it'll be better than Indiana Jones 4 because that was a train wreck that film I I don't understand Indiana Jones 4 I mean I don't think anyone does I think it's got some cool ideas in it as, as in him like... taking the role of like the Sean Connery and having his own son and do it. that's an interesting prospect didn't work uh, Shia LaBeouf Shia um, yeah, he's a great actor. It was just a bad film with him in it. Maybe, I, I think Charlotte Buff is a really. I good think actor. he's yeah, he's good actor. He's yeah. got good acting chops. Yeah, um, he's done some pretty decent roles. Um, yeah, it just it's just so. Do you know what it reminds me of? Poor Kate Blanchett as well. <laughs> I forgot she was in it. She Fuck. is in it. Yeah, yeah. Too much she's, information. She's in everything. To be honest, she's in the new Borderlands film. The, my point exactly yeah I think we even spoke about Borderlands film the other day but um, yeah it's just uh, I mean it's it's one of those things where it's, it, that's this is exactly what happens when a studio just wants to make a movie and they just go yes to aliens yeah. and yes to Russian lady with short hair and Did, it's, it's, yes to it's it's around that time of like if you okay we need to we need to make a movie and we have to set it in this time period. There's only two sets of three sets of villains: Germans, Russians, or Asians. And there you go. That's it. It was like it was maybe in the Cold War, wasn't it? So that's why they picked the Russians. Yeah, it was, yeah. It's kind of like nukes and shit. So uh, maybe the maybe maybe a nation from Asia will be the uh, the villain in the uh, new. Yeah, who are going to be the villain? All right, so When's this going to be set? That's the question. Nineties, um, maybe. Oh, excuse me, everybody. I I don't know it's why we are I'm so tired after we sitting are, down. We, I mean, we've had it. We've had it. Eh? It's fine though. Um, yeah. So when was the when was the last one set in the Andrews Four? Uh, it was, would have been the Cold War so, era. Was that eighties? I can't remember. Fuck, I don't know. I don't know history. Should we get Ed on the line? <laughs> he's more Ed's not watching because he's probably just flinched at the fact that you've. No, it's fine. Seventies, eighties, something like that. I don't know. Or maybe sixties. Maybe fifties. I don't know. I'm not a historian. One second. Let me get the dates up. Oh, Cold War. So cold. That means global warming hasn't hit yet. Also, war. So it must have been. Um, it was from 1947 to 1991. That is when the Cold War ran. Fuck me sideways. That's yeah, a long. I know. It, I know it was longer than just the 80s and 70s. So ah. It's pretty much from World War Two to the turn of the century. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well. Um. <laughs> yeah. So Indiana Jones is set during the Cold War. That's a pretty big gap. <laughs> Um, I think I think it'd be set like maybe nineties, early noughties. Yeah. Maybe. So who terrorists. They'll they'll be the villains. 
because terrorism was a big thing in the from Middle the Middle East. There we go. Yeah, Middle East. Middle East is the evil guys in Indiana Jones Five. You heard it here. Well, maybe they'll just bring the Nazis back. Why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? It's Nazis because Nazis are in everything. Um, moving on. Anyway, so Indiana Jones is fine. It's happening. It's been filmed in the UK actually. That's fine. Cool. There's so many big movies that do get filmed in the UK actually. It's yeah, Doctor Strange just Two had like a scene there which would cost like two million. A single scene in Somerset. A single scene in Somerset, two million. It was filmed. Whether they use it or not. You're not from round here. (laughs) Not round round here, are you? Um, Anyway, moving on. So, Variety came out and was like, you know that Jupiter Legacy film? (laughs) Uh, Not film, Netflix series. Yeah. Uh, It's basically been cancelled. Hasn't been officially cancelled, but all of the cast has been released from their contracts. All of them. Jeez. And they were basically told to do this other live-action show, Super Crooks. So, it's so the same cast is doing this other show? Yep. And they've been told to can this one, basically. It's basically cancelled. It's not officially been cancelled, cancelled, but, it, yeah, it's been cancelled. Um, so, this show cost $200 million to make. And we were... I shared you this news uh, a little couple of days ago. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not surprised because looking at it, I'm like, it's just another superhero show. And that's the problem we're starting to deal with now. Obviously, I will be completely biased and say, oh, well, I will obviously go out and see like a DC film and a Marvel film because they're like they're the gods of superhero films. But it's so much harder for like a new property to come up with its own original idea, and for them to be like, "Yeah, this is superheroes, and it's this concept." What, what about that concept is different to other ones? What haven't we seen before? What what stories haven't been told? Like the boys worked in that way. Uh, Invincible was different like the boys but so also it's, animated so yeah. it's different and fresh it's about adaptation way. as well isn't it yeah. like the boys and Invincible are both properties comic book properties that existed yeah. before the shows yeah but it's about like it's about finding something that's unique enough to tell a unique story through it yeah like this very like Jupiter's Legacy very much felt like when I watched the trailer I was like this is stunning yeah it looks stunning yeah, like, it, looked, it, probably, it looked like Eternals yeah. level yeah like CGI and special effects and stuff and, yeah. and, and it looked interesting but there was nothing that stood out yeah there was nothing that made it individual you know Invincible is still a coming of age story yeah about superheroes and also it's quite brutal yeah very brutal it has that going for it as well yeah um, and The Boys is, is all about you know well if as the tagline Corruption of the thing said on that I think it was season one they, they uh, used this tagline but they said like if power corrupts, what yeah. does superpowers do yeah, yeah. to people? And I, I love the whole like corporate America capitalist yeah. thing of like, oh, it, they're superheroes, but it's not the Justice League. It's like the Justice League Limited because it's like a company who yeah, has people behind it's, it's, it that run it, that merchandise yeah. it, that market it. Corporate yeah. organizations, bollocks, the, and the, you stuff. know, the big the big cheeses are involved, and yeah. and and it's all just one big web of corruption and. and yeah. yeah, it's all about image and doing the right thing. So all about doing the right thing in the eyes of the company, not necessarily in the eyes of being yeah. a hero. Or just yeah, um, whittle it down. Which is one of the great things about the boys. It's why it works so yeah. well. It's really good. But yeah, Jupiter's Legacy. It, yeah, I've never really had like a 
Oh, I've got to watch that. I've got to put that on my Netflix watch list. I don't so, know whether to give it a watch, the first episode. I don't know. It's a series also, which makes it like, oh, God, you have to put time into it. Invincible, again... Let me have, a, let me have a, a look to see how long that season is. It's probably like eight episodes with an hour each, something like that. That's mainly what Netflix does, maybe 13 episodes. That's normally the baseline. But... Like I said, with Invincible, it was an animated show. Oh, okay, it's like a retro-looking 2D animated uh, superhero show, a bit like the old Spider-Man ones and the X-Men ones. So a little hint of nostalgia, and also with problems of today and stuff like that, so it was relatable. And Yeah, I don't know, it was just really fresh. You were correct, eight episodes. Eight episodes? I'm a genius. Um, Absolute genius. I'm not. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, it's... What makes this new one stand out from the rest? And Jupiter's Legacy, I'm just like, ah, nothing stands out for me. I'm not watching it. It's very much the trend of like, oh, we've suddenly got these people that, um, well, they the people it... people make a superhero film that or movie or TV show that is not about the Justice League or Marvel yeah. in any way. It's not about any of the recognisable heroes or anything or the IPs. And people are like, oh, it's different. Let's do like a a spoofy alternative dark Justice League. Or, yeah. You know, and that feels like the bandwagon we're on at the moment. I wouldn't be surprised if we see more shows like it. Yeah. I don't think Jupiter's Legacy is going to be the last one. Oh, no, of course not, because superhero properties is like, it's the thing in cinema now. Yeah. It's the thing that earns the But in particular, money. we're moving into like the spoof era now yeah, of yeah. like alternative IPs for superheroes, not, the yeah. big, not necessarily the big. Yeah, exactly. I think, yeah. isn't isn't the concept for Jupiter's Legacy is, oh, they go to Mars, they get powers, they, they come back. They go to Jupiter. Says it in the fucking title, Ryan. Yeah. Jesus. Well, I might be wrong, actually. They go to a planet. They're, they, ba- they're, basically, they're basically Fantastic Four. They're, they're a bunch of astronauts that go into space and then they come back with the powers. And yeah, so like, okay, we've seen that property. What again? What else? Like, tell me more and or like, show me more. And, and like it's tension and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I might have to watch the first episode and see whether see it's actually it worth any time. Um, Donnie Yen, who is in uh, Ip Man, which is apparently a really good film, and also he's in Rogue One, played the blind. Yes, I recognise him from dude. that. Yeah, he's really Seen him good. In a couple of things. He's, yeah. he's he's really great. I really like him. He's also uh, as much as we don't like the film, he was actually pretty decent in it. Mullen, Mulan, the live action Mulan, yeah. completely fucking, fucking forgettable. Yeah, but he was in that. He was actually right. Um, yeah, it wasn't too bad. But he's joining Keanu Reeves in John Wick Four. Mm. I'm so glad that they're making more of these because I love Gun Fu with Keanu Reeves, our babe. Gunfu. Gunfu, that's what they call it. Yeah, because you said John Wood, haven't you? The first one. Oh my god, it's so fucking good. I know. Cam, Cam, keep, my friend Cam keeps shouting at me to watch all three John. I, I do think that the first John Wick is the best. Um, I just. It's kung fu with guns. It's an action movie. Yeah. Yeah. But shooting people, man. <laughs> Shoot people in the head. I think that's. Times. I think the main reason I haven't watched it is not because I'm not necessarily saying it's not good. I think yeah. it will be good. And I think I would enjoy it if I watched yeah. it thoroughly. However, uh, loads of people have told you to watch it, and you're n- like, no, uh, not even that. It's just, okay. it's just not on my radar as interesting. It's uh, not like, yet, I know no. what to expect from it. It's Jason Bourne without the plot twists. It's much better choreography. J- Jason Bourne. Actually, a little bit of a backstory of all these films. So. J- uh, 
James Bond was the one that like started the whole. I'm a spy. I'm a spy action hero. Really good action. Oh, it's so cool. Jason Bourne and like that changed the whole choreography and how films were shot with fight sequences because it was the quick edits and framed in such a way that you can tell what was going on and it was really fast and effective and brutal. Mission Impossible did their own thing because stunts and Tom Cruise wants to kill himself every fucking five minutes like jumping off a cliff. Scientology um, Science. It's fine. <laughs> Believe what you want. It's a cult. Don't worry. Um, but And then you had stuff like Taken and all that sort of stuff and I think there's a really good video on YouTube which breaks down that the way cinema and action films went after Jason Bourne because that was so revolutionary in that filmmaking and choreography and fight sequences. That's what everyone else did. That's why you like in Captain America Civil War and Winter Soldier. It's the quick editing, but it's really good action. But John Wick comes out and again it's that again reinvention or revitalizing the action movie. Uh, sequences of people yeah. being like holy fuck this choreography is all like in one shot and really one good long takes and the action is just incredible it's so much different from what well, not different but like I say it's so revitalizing and refreshing to see like the the people that did the John Wick um, choreography did the Birds of Prey so that's why the action in Birds of Prey was very good yeah, it's because they had yeah. these, these people in um that's all you basically go to see. It. And the first John Wick was also a really simple story. Again, simple story, great action, fucking solid movie. Plot that just does well. Yeah. Yeah. Something that happens to this dude wants to get revenge. Boom. Classic Have revenge, a movie. revenge plot. Yeah. And also Keanu Reeves is a fucking babe. I think that's the thing. Is He's that I, like, I, I, I'm sure I will get around to watching them, and I'm sure I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll really like them, and I'll have a good time watching them. But it's just, I, yeah. At the moment. I, at the moment, I'd rather watch things that have more meat to them as well as just... That's very true. Punch, punch, kick, I'm going to get you because you wronged me. That's right. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get that. But yeah, so uh, Don Yen, because he's very good in his sort of martial arts and all that stuff as well. So, so Love it, yeah. So it's uh, so a really good combination of film and cast. Uh, i got a couple more bits of news. Shall we... We'll finish off with music and games. So first we'll do this last bit of news superhero-wise. Uh, on-set photos of the new costume of Shazam. With, uh, Shazam Zach- is looking very, Levi uh, very Superman-y. I'm loving that costume, by the way. They've modernised it quite well. Modernised it. Not that the uh, last one... Um, because the last one was very, very comic book screen. Had a very, had go. a very costume feel. Yeah. Whereas this one feels like it's a functional suit. Functional suit, and it just looks. I'm loving the gold on it, um, and the deep red as well. It's yeah, like you said, a lot more modernized. But I, I think. Both I presume of them were that really the good. cape is going to be CGI. Um, maybe or maybe he just loses the cape. Maybe he just maybe he does, yeah. In Black Adam doesn't have a cape, does he? He flies around. Uh, he's occasionally he's, both. I don't know too much about the characters of whether they have capes or not. He's just, um, uh, he, he's just, yeah, he's like a good bloke. He's like a, he's the Zod too. So, you know, yeah, he's his Zod basically. Yeah. Um, but that film's coming out very soon. I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, the yes. costume, costume of Zachary Levi, he looks good. He looks good as always. Did you see I'm the sure. teaser they released for this? No, I didn't. Seize the teaser. 
Yes, there's a teaser. I think it's a. I think it's a new teaser. I don't think it's fan made or anything. Ah, I think I did. I think it was in uh, reaction to this, like the director or son and board of Shazam Two saw that leaked photos of the costume happened, and they were like, "Ah, oh, fuck!" Well, we let's just put let's, let's, let's put something a little bit out of that. It's literally just that. like half a minute of like a few th- things being said and. Um, Zachary Quinto dressed in his full costume kind of looking around a room and going and I uh, can't remember now but he yeah. says some funny quip and that's it and that's nice. literally the trailer it's like a it's a very small like little bit of yeah just, teaser trailer it's coming it's in development this is what we've done so far yeah that's fine yeah uh, you mentioned to me that uh, Ed Sheeran and Coldplay are bringing up new albums do you want to talk about that? Yeah, there's some new music coming about. You listened to a couple one of them. I yeah, I stumbled across a random Ed Sheeran interview with BBC One for the BBC Big Weekend. It was BBC Big Weekend, yeah. Yeah. Um, on it was a couple of days ago now, um, so it probably would have been on Thursday. But I stumbled across a interview with him because he played a live set for them. It's the first time he played in quite a while. Yeah. Um, since he ended his tour last time around. But he did say he didn't announce anything concrete because he said, I can't talk about it yet because it's not actually finished. Um, they said that they would... Or should I say, um, Ed said that he was finishing up the last track, which was meant to be... The single was already meant to be out. It was yeah. meant to be released a couple of weeks ago. However, it's not finished, so they had to push it back. And um, he's basically said, yeah, there's an album on the way, just around the corner, end of the month, it'll, it'll be there. And I think he labelled up something like, there's a, speaking of a friends link in, um, because in the weird world of celebrity, everybody ends up knowing each other in yeah. some way or shape or form. But the, um, he is good friends with Courtney Cox, who plays Monica. Yeah. Um, and there's a, a little clip of them together that I'm showing you now. Yes. Um, of I them basically just playing a little bit of a tune. Look, it sounds good. sounds classic Ed Sheeran stuff. Classic Ed Sheeran melody, melodies do, and chord do combinations. Like some Ed Sheeran. He's very good. And he's simply labelled it 25th of June. So 25th of June is probably when we're going to get our first listen. Yeah. Um, he's already played a couple of songs. I listened to one of them. A new song called um, Visiting Hours. Yeah, kind of a slow emotional ballad. Um, was really good. Was really good. Nice. Classic Ed Sheeran stuff. Yeah. Um, those of you who are interested in music and you've listened to his previous three albums, he said that this album is kind of a combination of all three. There's a bit of all of those sort of vibes and those inspirations and sounds on there. Yeah. Um, obviously, um, Plus was very much kind of full acoustics and kind of rap. You know, um, kind of using the drum pedal stuff and the recording into the loop pedal stuff um, I I guess the good way of putting it is less produced than the other two the other yeah. two are more produced to be pop albums yeah. especially Divide um, which is nothing wrong with that I really there's like nothing the, wrong with that it's, really just like Divide. A, it's still Ed Sheeran's music it's just a little bit more produced yeah. so he said there's going to be a, a little bit of everything um, and the first track he's going to release he said is going to be something completely different that you've never heard from him it's going to be a different kind of sound and stuff yeah. and he said He's not quite sure how people are going to react because it is quite different. Good stuff. Um, um, 
but with Coldplay as well they're releasing yeah, good stuff there's, there's plenty, of, plenty of artists releasing music but these, these two I've noted because they're people that I listen to quite on the regular yeah. Coldplay my favourite band releasing a new album uh, the new single is out I'm sure you've heard it on the radio it's called Higher Power it's good it's kind of what you expect from Coldplay these days it's yeah. good pop music it's good with you know Coldplay rhythms and tunes and stuff it's not anything to kind of scream and shout about I have to admit myself Coldplay isn't it um, they always make good stuff it is yeah, yeah. Um, so really interesting I still need to watch the whole thing but um, Chris Martin sat down with um, oh I'm not going to remember his name now and I'm, that's really annoying um, he's the guy who does Beats Radio 1 for Dre's Beats yeah uh, he, he used to be a BBC radio presenter yeah and now he's not and no, he went over to either Apple Radio or, or Beats and Apple Radio I think yeah and did their he got his own like show basically yeah um oh I have to look it up because otherwise it's going to keep frustrating me that's right <laughs> um I have no idea I don't really listen to radio at all anymore I just listen to what I'm interested in I just YouTube it or I the bloody Spotify it or just buy it myself I think radio is yeah to me yeah I don't I have to say I don't really li- listen to um the radio anymore I don't really listen to the radio no I no. used to listen to it eating my breakfast before I headed to work yeah um but I know about um Zane Lowe that's it Zane Lowe yeah um who's very famous in the world of music for kind of being a journalist and things yeah um and I really like Zane Lowe actually he's a nice guy um, seems like a nice guy anyway and really love he- hearing him talk about music and the way he talks about it with people and, and the questions he asks artists when he interviews them I've watched a couple of his interviews um, but yeah there's one where Chris Martin sits down and he, and he talks about kind of the production music what they've been doing during the pandemic what they've been writing about and stuff and there's a really great quote because the like the main criticism that I see people throw at Coldplay constantly and this is like a thing yeah. is that they consistently change and people want them to do things they've done before fuck off with that sorry just people change music changes you can't expect one artist or a band to stay the same all the time no yeah and and that's the main criticism that I feel gets thrown at Coldplay like why can't they just keep doing what they were doing because I don't like the new stuff because it's not because other people might enjoy it like people have said it's too experimenty and it's like which to be honest I get those criticisms Um, for me I don't mind and I don't really care because I always manage to connect to whatever they do. Like, yeah. There's still Coldplay in it, no matter what the sound is like. Um, no, I hate that sort of criticism. Chris Martin said a really good quote. He was like, in, in rebuttal to that, he yeah. was like, like, I see people, I see that criticism come at us and I see people say that, but he's like, he's always like, as a creative, I'm always like, I don't want to do that because I've already done that. Yeah, I want to do what I want to do now, and exactly. I want to do People next. People evolve and, and it, want to do something. Yeah, different. and Chris Martin said he said like we could go back and do that. Yeah, because we've done it before. We could go back and do that, and I'm sure it'd be good. Yeah, he said. I'm sure we could make a good album. He said, but as a creative, I don't want to sit in that space. I want to move on from it. And he said, he said, some people need to kind of like realize that. That version of Coldplay is still there if you want to go and listen to it. Yeah, exactly. If you want to go and listen to Parachutes, you go can, and listen to Parachutes. You can you can say that with bloody uh, anything, really. Yeah. With like games, it's like oh my god, why? Like for example, if God of War Ragnarok comes out and I don't like it, still got the first one. Yeah. 
if a new Star Wars film comes out and you don't like it, still got the original trilogy. Yeah. You've still got your precious sequels. Uh, as much as number nine frustrates the both of us. Yeah. I've still got the original trilogy. We still trilogy. got the original trilogy in the prequels. You know, they're still making yeah. good stuff like Mandalorian. Yeah. That's still great. Yeah. I, yeah. That, yeah, that's the big thing. Interesting point to make. Uh, someone else who's released a lot of good music over the last couple of years released two albums, actually. Miss Taylor yeah. Swift. Talking about someone who's kind of a megastar of the, the music world and things. Yeah. Um, just wanted to mention her quickly because this kind of links to that a little bit. Mm. Is having this idea of evolution through music artistry and things. Um, Taylor Swift started as a country artist. Don't know whether anybody's listened to her very <laughs> early stuff. It's very princess pop country. Yeah. If Taylor Swift hadn't evolved out of that, you yeah. wouldn't have got albums like 1989 which is just pure 80s pop music and yeah. is gloriously fun and stupid. And then you wouldn't have it more experimental things like uh, yeah. Lover or uh, Reputation, which aren't really for me. I, I don't have to say, I have to say I don't listen to all the songs from those. I love 1989 as an album. Yeah. I'd li listen to that on repeat constantly. What I've been listening to recently from her is her latest two albums, Folklore and Evermore, which are yeah. folk music albums yeah. from Taylor Swift. There's like there's not really a trace of pop on them. They're, they're a little bit poppy in places, but not overly produced pop like she was doing before. Yeah, it was kind of full of like drum not, bass. Kind I of knew you were in trouble, and then the goat ah, screams. Screaming. Yeah, exactly. That kind of era is gone, and what yeah. is replaced by it is this kind of quieter, more reflective, working on focusing on her ma major talent, Taylor Swift's major talent, which is lyricism and yeah. rhyming and painting pictures with words as she does so vividly and it's like people have given those loads of critics have really praised her for that it's like well there you go there's your counterpoint to what you're talking about yeah. with, you know artists like Coldplay is that if you don't evolve you you don't reach the potential that you could have yeah you know well, so you, it's you, you might like creativity. It's, it's, fucking it's they might end up making something that you prefer yeah so it's I just don't get that argument at all. Like my favorite band, Muse. Every yes. single album they've done is completely different. My favorite is Drones, but their newest one. Uh, they might be in the process of doing another album, but of uh, Simulation Theory, equally incredible. I love that as well. There's a couple of their early stuff I really don't like, um, but from Second Law onwards, and their best song in my opinion their greatest song Knights of Sidonia that came out years ago but I'm not going to be like oh my god just make that again well no because then if you're going to make so many of the same shit uh, I say shit as in like it's not shit it's like if you make something that's really great and then you just make that constantly again and again and again then what you had originally it's not special anymore for being it's own thing it's a good point I don't, yeah, it's I don't get that it's it's the it's the quote that uh, Syndrome says in Incredibles, the first film. He's like, um, when everyone is super, uh, then no one will be. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, if all of your albums are the same, then none of them are any special anymore. Yeah, yeah, no, Each yeah, exactly. That's good. It's a good. Uniqueness. Point. Uniqueness is good. Yeah. What you to need. tack on, like I, I feel the same about um, Mumford and Sons, who are another great band. Yeah. Who I listen to. Their third album is a hard rock album from a folk band. Yeah. People hated it. Why? They slashed it. It's one of my favourite albums. <laughs> I, I don't care that I admit that openly. Yeah. I love it. 
If you ever are driving in the car at night, stick on Mumford and Sons' Wilder Mind. It's yeah. a brilliant album. I love yeah. it so much. And I'm really happy that they did. They then went back to doing something that was slightly more in line with their folk roots in the next album, although they kind of mixed in a bit of Wilder Mind into that and did some heavier stuff with that and more kind of electric instruments and things. Yeah. They didn't go full rock again. But I love that they were just like, no, we're just going to throw that aside for a minute. We're going to put the banjos down and we're just going to play this because this is what we want to do right now and it yeah. ended up being it's one of my favourite albums yeah. I, I really love it as I, as I love all of their stuff but yeah. like yeah so it's it, that's the thing about creativity is that you don't know where it will stem from and you don't know where it will lead you and it yeah. will be gone in a flash if you don't capture it so yeah. you know you could just keep staying in the same mindset in the same place that you were making an album in yeah. your 20s in your 40s yeah. but you'll probably just burn out because and people won't connect to it as much another point that I'll make is like okay you make something that is really great and iconic then the next thing you make it can't really live up to the expectations of something so incredible beforehand Yeah, and you can't write it off instantly because then in the future it's you make something and it's not until later down the line it starts getting the traction that it deserves. Yeah. For example, uh, well, probably there's, there's been loads of films where initially it got critically panned and then people actually look back on it and be like, you know, actually, that was a fucking good film. Or, in my case, Muse did... Oh, God, they did a fucking song. Again, Simulation Theory. When they announced Simulation Theory, they brought out a song um, and... Honestly, me and my mum did not like it at all. But now, we listen back to it. Holy shit, it's a great song. Uh, yeah. I'm just trying to get it over real quick. Um, it is called... Uh, Holy shit, I can't get it up. That's the song. Holy shit, I can't get it up. No. Um, it's called... <laughs> uh, 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 Dig Down. Dig Down. Yeah, which um, initially, when you think about it, it's a very much like the song Madness from second yeah it's got that sort of theme to it um but which you know initially I was like oh my god I don't like how this sounds it's very synthesized and like like the whole electrical musical stuff I don't know how to describe music I'm terrible at this but like really like almost electro techno electro techno yeah sort of music yeah which yeah you know instantly I was like oh god I like the more rock hard metal-esque sort of version of using drone sort of stuff and electric guitars and stuff so it took me off but then when the rest of that album came out I was like alright let me just listen to the whole thing again fucking amazing Something Human is one of my favourite songs on that album but yeah really good stuff yeah, we, should, I, we should probably do a, another album we should do another album review yeah, uh, yeah album review. I, it's interesting that. you said that I had something similar with Ghost Stories yeah Coldplay's album that they released that was like a breakup record for Chris Martin's relationship yeah. it's the slower one that's kind of downtoned and stuff yeah. the first song they released is uh, Midnight I don't know whether you've heard Midnight it's very different from anything Coldplay have done like, yeah. it's very kind of like techno produced and almost kind of electro produced when I first heard it I couldn't get in the rhythm of it and I was like I don't understand this track this sounds like kind of an interlude track that I'm not going to really care about did it feel out of place it felt out of no, place compared I to the like, album as well yeah, yeah. And, but now when I listen to it I've listened to that song so many times now I've cued in yeah. to actually the musicality of what it's saying yeah and I actually really like it yeah and it flows with the album now but when I first heard it I was like this Ooh. sounds like they've just released like a 
it was as I said, it was an interlude piece of music. It was like this isn't really a song. This is just a, a transition between one track and another. Yeah. You know, and then obviously the second single they released was Magic, and that was completely. And then a Sky Full of Stars, which was like this. Yeah, yeah. Dance track at the end of it, which is like an uplifting beat to this quite depressing, you know, quite saddening record in many ways. Yeah. But. Yeah, but it's weird how you you sometimes you don't instantly like it, but you come around to it. So that's right. Yeah. Um, oh God. Yeah, and like like I was saying earlier, it's you may need to um, listen to it. it. It does take time. Like you can't like instantly fall in love with something. No. It takes time to listen or watch a couple of things. Like for example, if I was probably to watch The Godfather again, I might really love it. We've yeah. only seen it once. It's true, we've only seen it once. Yeah. There might be yeah. some things like multiple viewings, multiple listens to something will probably emphasise certain points more. Or, for example, Tenet. Christopher Nolan, I think, came out and said, if you watch it again, it's completely different perspective. Experience. And different experience. So it's like you're watching two different films. So, why not? And it's always interesting, especially with those, especially with those movies that have kind of either big twists in them or are quite complex in like their thought processes behind things. Um, the, the, I, I was looking at a list the other day of the, the uh, some overrated movie thing that someone did on on YouTube, and they were talking about their picks for their overrated movies, and somebody said about the Sixth Sense. Um, and and said like when I first watched Sixth Sense, I yeah. loved it, and the twist at the end was amazing. Yeah, you watch it again, and you know what the twist is. It's not as good a movie. Oh, okay. He was like, I didn't enjoy it as much because it ruined it for me. Yeah, that, that twi- everything hinges on that twist. Yeah, and once you've watched it the first time, that's it. The the, the you yeah. know the the veil is shattered for for that movie. So you go back and you watch it, and it isn't as interesting and as engaging as the, as your first time yeah. watching it. And lowers the standard of the movie quite I'm trying to think. So there's that to think about as well. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a film that has a massive spoilery twist thing that just gets you every time. Not that, oh my god, I didn't see that coming again, even, no, but like you know the twist is coming, but still the tension building and the themes I, to everything just build up to this climax that is still perfect every single time. I, I'm trying to think of. I really like the Inception twist. Uh, which when, which one <laughs> of when Cobb reveals that he knows Inception works because he's done because it because he did it to his own wife yes yeah 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 That's... that gets me every time because yeah. not because necessarily it's shocking in any way yeah but because of the emotional weight to it yeah. and how it's delivered <laughs> plus Leonardo DiCaprio yeah just... Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> acting is amazing <laughs> it's so it's incredible like every, every single time I watch Inception I'm, I, I never get old it never gets old to me because I'm like this yeah. is emotionally heavy and I like it yeah I think um, again it sort of links to the music but I think the score in a film really does help with building that for example Spider-Man 2 it's when uh, Peter Parker sort of comes back from retiring as Spider-Man and that theme builds up of the classic uh, Danny Elfman score and like oh he's back in the newspaper and he breaks through it and that entire sequence I get goosebumps every single time because I think it's so incredible I love that theme of that I'm not sure we did the uh, the scores and the soundtracks episode I'm not sure if I did bring that film up I might have done but yeah 
Yeah. It, 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 music does... Gladiator. It can make or break. Gets me every time. Yeah. Can make or break a film. Da, 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 oh, the da, ending. Da, da. Of, yeah. Oh, is that whole sequence just... <laughs> oh. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Um, have a good old chat about music. There we are. Oh, we should definitely do a, a music album we chat. We will do, yeah. We'll schedule one in coming up in the next few weeks, I think. Yeah. That would be good. I think it'd be a fresher. It's been a while since we did that one on Yes. Yeah. I kind of want to... Because um, at the moment, we're just doing a lot of films, which... It's good. It's yeah. good. Yeah. We, we like doing films. But I, I, I made a, 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 a suggestion to you that maybe next week, depending on what's coming out, depending on what we're interested in, we might do Batman Arkham Asylum because I've recently played through that and I'd like to talk about it. Cool. Um, we could do something like that. We could do more games or we could do like sort of a... Uh, it depends on what people suggest so we could do like an episode where we do like one part will be talking about a game and one part will be talking about another topic so like a two topic episode sort of thing to fit more stuff in but then again that probably end up being like a three hour episode because of the amount of I don't know about like the whole news segment as well keep a news segment probably a little bit more brief um, and then talk yeah. about two separate topics and stuff we'll see how it goes we're just winging it Riffing, um, yeah. last thing I do want to talk about is uh, Little Nightmares is a game yes. that I recently played. Hmm. Uh, do you, have you heard of it? Little Nightmares. No. Um, well, I what it was. I'm gonna do a little Google because Little I, Nightmares. No, no. I've, so I've heard of it. I can't remember whether I've seen a trailer or not. So it's the well, the sequel Little Nightmares two recently came out, and fairly recently, like a couple months back or something. And the first game. Because because the sequel came out, the first game I've been pr- pretty interested in getting, and it was free at the weekend. So I was like, "Fuck yeah, let me just grab that," and I streamed it on Twitch, and I was, "Wow, what a game!" I yeah, I think I've seen this. The, yeah, I've seen this yeah. game advertised before. Yeah, what? It's it's a horror game. It's a horror game, with, um, but like a two D scroller, isn't it? Where you yeah two like, D yeah two D three D scroller three yeah. D scroller, but you two D you can only move on two D left or right di- yeah um, directional lock. But it's oh, it's such a really it's like an indie game. It's really incredible. Yeah, it's again, it kind it's, of reminds me looking at those screenshots of like Unraveled and is it Unraveled? Yeah, there's there's this game called Limbo, which I think might have been made by the same developers. Yeah, which is oh, Limbo like, might be one as Lim- well. Lim- yeah. Limbo is very similar, I think, in gameplay wise to it. But Little Nightmares, as far I I, I don't want to get, I don't know too much about like how it's made. And Lim- stuff like Limbo, that. Yeah, it, yeah, this is the one where you're the gu- the boy running through the yeah, land, and the black the giant and white landscape. Spider that comes yeah. in at the end and stuff. It's that's a really good game as well. What was the but, other one that I was? Is it Unraveled that's like... Um, Maybe, because I recognise the name Unraveled. Um, um, but... Yeah, Unravel and Unravel 2, where you're the yes. like, string people that like move along. Yeah, that's know. more like puzzle-based or something. That's like that, a little bit more puzzle-based yeah. and like, cooperative, yeah. Um, but Little Nightmares, I was... I, I knew it was going to be good, but wow, I was actually sort of like blown away at how good it was. It's so simple. Yeah. And, like the, again, tension-building was really really good like the the, the gameplay wise there's little bits of puzzles here and there but some of the uh, scenarios that you're put in like you have to get from this side of the door to the next or whatever and then there's this really weird lanky blind guy with arms a bit like the bloody monsters in a quiet place they're like overly long he's got tiny Slender legs man-like. he's tiny legs though 
All right. He's tiny legs, so it's almost as if he's like kneeling down and he's shuffling. But he's got enormous arms and he's blind, so he can hear you. It's just like a quiet place. Quiet place, yeah. Um, but like, there's those villains. There's villains which are there are a couple of butchers. They're like really overweight and fat and horrible and gluttonous and like, oh, it's really disturbing. So it's almost um, like it gives me the feel of like almost a little bit of a like indie Resident Evil feel of like the different kind of bosses you don't, that you, you don't, or or even like um, what's that other one that was. Um, Set in an asylum that everybody went mad about. Um, uh, phasmophobia? I don't know. Not phasmophobia. No. <laughs> Set um, in an asylum. I don't know too many horror games, to be fair, though. Um, ask. Is it a game I need to play? <laughs> but um, No, I really liked it. And it was kind of short. It was like three hours it took to complete. I didn't 100% it, because I was like, yeah, who cares? It doesn't really matter about 100% completing it. But um, no, I really enjoyed it. Like uh, the the little puzzle pieces, the uh, using your sound to your advantage and trying Outlast. to Outlast. Outlast. That's the one. That's an incredible horror game. That's a little bit like that where you're crawling around the asylum and there's these different weird people that follow, or yeah. one weird person. That one giant, or, like gluttonous. Yeah, a bit like yeah, that. different like personality. Yeah. I always think of Resident Evil because that's where I go with that of like yeah. you're trying to escape and there's these weird people that are like strange abominations in a way of different yeah, yeah, yeah. personalities that are following you around but this is sort much of like, like Resident Evil Village I think that like. Outlast is really good because it's really disturbing but this one it was just sort of it was what is it, what is it you call it when you overemphasize certain characteristics I've, oh, I've forgotten that accentuate word. Uh, no maybe you know when you go to like some sort of like fair or whatever and there's that guy that does like paintings of you and it sort of exaggerates certain body parts or whatever like makes you look like an over stupid cartoon yes oh it's that word I can't oh it's cartoonized fuck knows but that uh, it's it's going against these like characters and villains that just are so exaggerated um, and characterised and it's yeah it's disturbing in that sense it's quite comical as well, and it's really it's really enjoyable. Um, but yeah, it was a very cute game and very disturbing towards the end. And that was a spoiler. If you haven't played Little Nightmares, do so. I'm gonna spoil the ending. You you, are, you have three seconds to go away. Anybody who's yeah, gonna play it, I can't I can't find that word. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna kick myself. I'm cartoonized. Cartoonized? No, it's not that at all. I need to grab my charger. Do you have the charger back there? I got a charger right there. Apologies. Um, I'll do it over here. I'll do it over here. Oh, you over there? Yeah, oh, he's going over that way. So, oh. no. So, uh, the ending, or throughout the game Little Nightmares, uh, you a little boy. And you've got a little, little yellow coat. And you look like Georgie from that. Uh, Georgie? And oh, hiya, Georgie. You're on a boat as well, that you find out. And, like, throughout, there's every so often, like, sort of set pieces that where you are, get really hungry. And you start slowing down and then obviously something comes up and you have to go and eat it to continue on with the game and it devolves from you eating a little bit of meat a little bigger piece of meat then you get captured and blah 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 from the guy that was weird and then there's a rat that is eating a bit of meat you end up eating the rat and then there's this little weird thing that I think is a part of the collectibles where you go and hug them and they're like really cute and they follow you around and stuff but that thing is holding a bit of meat you end up killing that little thing and you're like oh my god and then right at the end the final boss which is a woman you just bite her neck 
and then you gain her powers which is sort of like absorbing the darkness and energy of all of the other people so like the last like five minutes or whatever you, you defeat the boss and then you walk down a corridor and all of these like people that you've been avoiding uh, throughout the, the la like last third of the game like these overweight disgusting monster people uh, they they just start like having their like life drained and sucked out of them and they just collapse dead and you're like oh I'm an awful I'm person I am the conduit for the power I am yeah. evil I am a horrible thing <laughs> That's a really interesting concept. It's it? it's really cool. It's really cool. And yeah, there's no like spoken words or anything like that in the game. It's all like it's just sound and movement. Ambiance and all that sort of stuff. It's really good. Um, yeah, really good game. I'll probably watch it like play it again in my own time because it's really good fun. Sounds good to me. Yeah, I like it. Speaking of horror, a quiet place part two. Shh. Be quiet. We just watched this. We watched this. We watched a two p.m. screening at Brazil. Brizzle, yeah, Brizzle. We, we did it Down in the, in uh, the uh, X Plus screen as well, which is the IMAX, but not 3D. Should have been in there with you before. I think we went in there. Yeah, watch. I think um, we watched Tenet in there. I don't know um, if it was in the X Plus, but either way, a big screen, anyway. incredible sound. Instantly, I would say if you were to watch this film, please go and watch it in the cinema. Obviously, as long as it's safe and you can, you can do so. But please follow if you guidelines set out by cinemas. Yeah, to maintain social please. distancing you, and stuff. Speaking of the cinema that we went to, it was very good. It was, yeah, uh, yeah. The, the, there's actually no one in. Yeah, when, there's when, not when, many. When, there's not many people going. There's not many people I think risking going to the cinema, which yeah. is good for people who do go. Which means there's plenty of space yeah, to yeah, space yeah. out and keep safe and do everything in a kind of orderly manner, which is really good. Yeah. So if you do get the opportunity to go and see it, please see it in a cinema. Because Don't do it definitely. The sound emphasizes everything, and yeah, this is definitely the type of film to watch in a cinema. It's incredible sound. It was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. The sound, the the soundtrack and music yeah. for this film is is seeing as we were talking about Ugh. music earlier is is just brilliant. It's yeah. just brilliant. It's minimalist and simplistic, but it's so effective in imitating the tension in the scene. Yeah, yeah. With different sounds and almost imitating the sounds through musicality. I really enjoyed that. Are made by yeah. the monster the in particular, but that. sometimes even the environment that yeah. the character is walking through. Um, yeah, just brilliant, brilliant, brilliant stuff. Yeah, it really is. Um, uh, what else is it? So we're gonna we're gonna do uh, non spoilers and then a whole spoilerific thing at the end. So we'll try not to ruin everything so fast. But um, I, again, without going into too much spoilers because I think this is in the sort of trailers and stuff but the opening to this film one of the best openings of any film loved it yeah what, what of, any, of any film but like especially a horror film I it grabbed me straight away when you're when you think of the well we spoke about this in the initial last week's review of the first Quiet Place we spoke about the uh, opening sequence and how like shocking that was and this opening was like okay so you know the world that we're in how did it start how did it start how did it start so they, they had in the first movie where they were flashing up with like the days as the yeah. titles which is it happens in quite a lot of different things yeah. um, but they flash up with day one at the start of this movie yeah. and you're like oh, shit, oh this is where it goes down this is where everything happens yes. I love the slow build of tension through the scene yeah. it kicks us off in that opening sequence with traffic light changing from 
you, greens are red. Again, the sound like it are uh, things with these both of these films. It makes you so aware about everything and anything that can make a sound. Like you said, the traffic lights, you can hear it. Switches between the lights. Yeah, you don't think of that. That's probably been destroyed. That traffic light. It's, it's not there anymore. <laughs> no, it might be Stanley. Not. Who knows? We might have got lucky. Oh, the... um, but the whole opening sequence sees John Krasinski's character back. Yeah. And he's walking through the town, eerily quiet, We're, strangely like, quiet. Yeah. Like this, this whole like first opening sequence, you could kind of see in the trailer. So we're fine with spoiling this a little bit. Yeah. But. And he. He walks through. He gets some oranges and snacks from the local shop. Yeah. I like it how we start in the shop that we started in in the last. Yes. And you see him going yeah. through it again, but this... in an ordered, normal fashion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, the hyper awareness of any sort of noise that you're making, everyone, because we've been so much through so much trauma of the first film, seeing everyone just do like normal things by placing something on the table, and you're like, oh, fucking careful. <laughs> yeah. He's, ri- he's ripping well, the. Uh... This, it it uses silence so well as the first movie did. Yeah. To a set to you know emphasize the fact that everything is quiet, so any little sound that is made is a big sound. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's just it's really it's really Brilliant. good. And you feel yourself as you said, you feel yourself tense up when those moments happen. And you yeah. Don't make sound. Yeah. When sound. when is it going to oh, hit? Don't, When's don't, this going to hit? And it does take a fair while at the start for things to kick in again not spoilers or anything like that um, so the, the uh, time from okay the film started when's the first scare coming and it sort of prolongs it a little bit more a little bit more a little bit more and then it does it and you're like fuck it's just that relief or not even relief that's just a constant tension building and oh, it's just fantastic um, the cast were incredible in this as always yeah I think imp- not much to improve on but even improving just like everyone's back and still great Emily Blunt Millie Simmons uh, the little boy I've forgotten his name but he's great um, oh. Killian Murphy I'm going to look up his name look oh, up his name because he is he's, he's so good in this film I think it's probably some of the best child performances acting I've seen in the film it's incredible. It is Noah Jupe. Noah Jupe. Yep. You're Noah incredible. Jupe is amazing. You're an incredible young man. You're brilliant. Um, yeah, like, I, I don't think I can know anyone in this film where I was like, ah, they're not that good. But no, everyone does an incredible job. Uh, I really liked Killian Murphy's character. Um, Jamon Honsu. Jamon Honsu is in this film. Again, not giving away what he's, he does. He's and, really great in this But he's well. great. Um like we said, the music is incredible. The cast is incredible. Uh, so, and I loved the simplicity again. It's not just a film that is like ah, we're. This first one was really simple and great. The second one has to be bigger and better. And in ways, it is kind of bigger and better. But also, it's still got a simple plot of get to point A to point B. Boom, done. And what are the little hurdles or? missteps the, the main the main plot of both these movies is just survive and that's the simple thing of yeah. it, isn't it it's just and what classic certain... like, okay just moment by moment how are you going to survive and whatever sort of follow on effects or like scenarios from the first film carries over and still affecting them this time like I don't know you've gone through a pregnancy yeah you've gone through a childbirth you've still got this child 
You've now got to care for the child. Yeah. You've got and to provide for they it. They in still, an apocalypse. They still do like the scenarios with uh, Millie. Uh, what's her character's name? I keep on forgetting. Um, Evan. Evan. No, that's sorry. No, that, that's okay. Reagan. Reagan. Uh, Reagan. So obviously she's deaf in real life, but they still like continuously do that whole thing that when it, the camera's focused on her, everything is silent and it does that build up of tension of like, oh my god, I can't hear anything. Oh my god, I can't hear anything. This is still terrifying. Um, yeah. I, lo- I love it. We still hear. It did it in the first film, which was yeah. amazing to me. But it, it continue of like you hear the sound based on which character you're following. Yeah. Not on. Like, not the omnipresent sound of the audience as we usually would Yeah, do. yeah, yeah. Um, I do like also that she was put in certain scenarios where you're like, oh, okay, then, so surely she'd be able to... Uh, yeah, she can handle her own. Yeah. But there's obviously factors that go in that you're just like, no, she needs someone with her. Yeah. Because sound, she needs to have some, like, eyes on the back of her head sort of thing just in case. Just as a, as a secondary person just to be there to make sure. Yeah. Um, again, not giving anything away. Uh, what else did you like about this film? Without giving spoilers away, I liked. Uh, I love the. I love the. I love the start. As I said, um, mm. I like that we. Oh, I do apologise. That's right. Um, I like that we hear. I like that we get a little bit of exposition to start with that scene. Um, and stuff because. It's very much a. Um, it's very much a. Um, it very much kind of just builds. Like you don't you don't need much to build the world to start with, um, and you didn't in the first movie to kind of explain what's happening. But I like that we get it here, because it kind of informs about the characters we're going to meet and about like the wider sense of what's happening as as these as this family tries to then um so they continue to survive in the world of a quiet place mm. um and they explore more of that world what impacts has happened to that part of that yeah. world as we as we kind of uncover the layers of it with them um, starting with simple things like Emmett and how they know him and things yeah. um, and his whole thing up to more complex stuff that comes later in the movie uh, and as kind of as that gets unravelled mm. but no it was really really good um, I just I'm so mesmerised by this film I do think I prefer this one to the first yeah you said that when yeah, we came out we why came is that out. it's Again, it keeps the simplicity, and I think the acting is still top-notch. And, I don't know, probably the tension building is so much bigger. Even though they've got... Like, I think the the great thing about the first one is, oh, you don't know how to kill them and stuff. But even though they've got the knowledge of how to kill these things, still doesn't make them less scary or less of a threat. I mean, yeah, you're a bit more of a threat to them, but it's like... Fuck, like, if you can't shoot a gun properly... You're still fucked. Also, guns make noise unless yeah. you're fortunate enough to have a silencer. Exactly. <sighs> Just yeah, I don't. It, there's so much good to this. I really enjoyed this film. I loved it. It was amazing. I yeah, I love that it's very much kind of. It still uses 
I, I the, the way I described it to you on the way home, and I think the best way to do this is like it still uses all the formula from the last one. Yeah. It just feels like there's more. It's more refined in this movie. Yeah. Because this movie isn't that different to the first one necessarily in how it builds tension and things and, and the techniques it uses and the, the scares that it uses and the thrill ride of that heart pumping when marching along step by step. Yeah. But it's it's almost like John Krasinski as a filmmaker made A Quiet Place and has like learned from little things here and there of how he could do what he was doing better. Yeah. And instead of trying to do something completely different, has just done same things... But just more accurate and more suspenseful and more yeah. subtly, yeah, in yeah. some cases. And I really like that about it. Yeah, yeah. Because I think, and I, I can understand why you said that you prefer the new one to the the first one, is because it it does feel when you watch it, it feels like it feels more refined. Yeah, yeah. It's a little less rough around the edges. Yeah. And that's really good. And it's hard to think about the previous like. The, I think this one I do have again with the first one I've got like little nitpicks yeah. but ultimately I don't care like everything else about this film was so well done mm. that I'm just sort of I forgive a lot of mehness about like ah why didn't this happen or why did this happen like oh this is a bit coincidental ah whatever but fuck it why not monsters I loved the um, because we got put in the uh, in the scenario of like day one thing it's with with the first one probably because like with the budget was obviously definitely bigger with this one and you saw more of the monsters like there's no spoilers in that um, we know what they look like and stuff so they show them off a little bit more they're still terrifying and everything they they are they're, yeah I um, still I, I love that they're kind of they're turned into they're, they're kind of they're displayed as that in the first movie but especially for this movie now that they've been revealed and you see a lot more of them sort of moving slower and in their full kind of guys as well yeah is that there there's the tension of like these things are uh, it skipped my mind I had a word in mind and it's gone wow that's fine <laughs> um there are a lot more it uses the suspense of how deadly they are yeah to they be, are. be the suspense not that you don't know what it looks like or the yeah. horror of it it's just kind of like the danger of like this thing is formidable. Yeah, I, I really liked like the brutality of it as well. It's like with the start with so many people around. Yeah, people are getting chucked around. They're getting slaughtered, and they're like, "Jesus Christ, you're dead instantly." Or that is gonna hurt. Yeah, there's moments like that where the brutality of it is just like it's eye-opening and terrifying as well. Um, should we talk spoilers? Let's do it. Spoilers. So, like we mentioned at the start, the start was. The, the the opening sequence of like day one that was only how many minutes is that like ten minutes yeah. ten minutes at the start maximum yeah yeah but the 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 uh, building up of tension of holy fuck they've arrived through a meteorite and it took them that long to get to places that were loud and I guess you no know, we were saying earlier like we were so hypersensitive to every sort of sound that they were doing like. John Krasinski like, pulling off like a little bag for the fruit yeah. it's like oh my god that was loud don't <laughs> please not yet yeah. um, and the, when John Krasinski has that guy honk his horn behind him like stop shut up <laughs> um, and even probably the, the one that we were just uh, more I think everyone can uh, relate to is when uh, the, the the girl 
with the phone when everyone was hiding and the yeah. fucking phone goes off like no offense yours did it just there just a moment ago yeah. but like, like every, everyone can yeah the classic like in a in a moment of panic of course your phone goes off yes like, of course your phone yeah. goes the off. worst yeah. case scenario yeah. that just happened yeah. of course everyone's dead because of that it's like that one person well in, done it's like the one person in the cinema that doesn't um, turn off their phone turn off their phone and yeah. you're like of course fuck up of course, if you do that, you're gonna get a text message from yeah. Nan. <laughs> I do. Even so, like I was so fucking tense, and I was like, "Yeah, back at the cinema, gonna grab my sweets. I bought some sweets." You he's, can't. he's not. He's not had a single one. I've not had a single one. Not had a single sweet. Not even yet. I didn't have any of my drink either because I was like so engrossed in the film. Yeah. It's just incredible. Um, but no, I liked. I liked the introduction of like uh, Killian Murphy's character where he had his own kids at a baseball bat uh, uh, baseball match fight fucking baseball baseball fight it's a thing it's whatever most it baseball is. matches do turn into a baseball fight yeah. so I've heard fuck you know so. um, and no it's I really liked the the weird subtleties that uh, you know John Krasinski's they were like well suited for an apocalypse like this because they like knew sign language with their daughter and everything like, even their son that didn't need sign language but actually, tell you what, I really liked the fact that even though they didn't need sign language to him, it was a perfect way of just communicating over long distance. Like, oh, yeah, just breathe. You know, yeah. You're doing this. It's like subtle things like that, which, okay, that's really... I didn't think of that. Yeah. I didn't think there's, of There's a lot of levels to that, that very yeah. simple. And that one, the one where Emily Blunt is doing the breathe thing is, is, is a great example because it's so yeah. many... It's She's communicating in the way that she would communicate around her family, around her daughter. So yeah. they, of course they would use sign language and everything they say, so she could join in on the conversation. Yeah, yeah. 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 But she's using it to her son, who isn't deaf, who can talk, but it's almost like that. that's a comfort to him that she says that. Yeah. I and think... I like that he replies in sign language as well. Yeah. I liked how also uh, the, they would even like do sign language when they were right next to each other, but in a crowd, because... Yeah. They're nice people and they don't want to disturb the everyone around them. <laughs> They're nice and considerate. <laughs> There's subtleties like that. Um, then the monsters come. We... Oh my god, what's his name? I am so sorry. Hercules Mulligan or James Madison from Hamilton was in this. I realised well, um, he was Miller in. Miller from Station 19. Yes. I'm going I'm to look him up. Fuck it. Uh, but he's in this. He's a cop. He dies instantly. And I'm like, that's... Oh, that's... Oh, he's gone. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> he's hey, gone. Oh, no, he, he's gone. <laughs> he does save the family, though. So that, that is one thing. Yes. He does save the family from the, the attack um, uh, at the start of the movie, which is good. But he was good. In, like, the 20 seconds he had. It was great. Everybody's great in this, yeah. Uh, nearly got him up. Anything else that you liked about this? Uh, like, what, what, what? Oh, God. Akira T. On a do one... Yep, sorry, I've na- pronounced your name really wrong. I do apologise. I'm not racist, I'm just... You've got really it's, an, it's a complicated name. It's a great it's, name. It's a great name. A yeah. great name that I cannot... But you're great. You're great in this as well, even though you had, like, two seconds in it. Octieri. Yeah, Octieri. Yeah. That's how you say it. Um, and then... Ah, oh, okay, so then we just sort of, like, jump to present day hmm. in 2020, I guess it's meant to be. Um, and they're on their way to... Uh, Killian Murphy's place. We Even pick though, up. Well, I love the the cut in this where we cut from the boy who is like covering his ears yes. 
behind the police car to him doing the same with the baby in his lap in the cellar is where we left day, him present day yeah. and then his mum's like it's okay I've just I, the gunshot went off but I've shot yeah. the thing let's go yeah yeah and then you pick up with the family nobody's taken the bloody nail out the step oh my god still yeah <laughs> the fucking nail yeah it's killing me of anxiety it, it, it didn't come to anything in the end but the fact that we really oh. remembered like we saw uh, uh, when she go, when, Billy when, goes when back down Millicent the stairs goes back in yeah when she's going back, nail, when Reagan goes nail, back down, I'm like, nail, 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 nail. <laughs> fuck, fucking nails. It's like, a nail, and then on the next step, watch the claws of the thing you've just killed. Oh, yeah, don't step like, on them either, because... <laughs> it's like, piled at the bottom of the stairs. Um, um, no, it's... Oh, that's really good. Uh, the... <laughs> so, they didn't know they were actually going specifically to uh, Killian Murphy's character's hut. They were just going to someone that whole sequence of events what I like is that it brings back around the fires because there's not really a point for yeah. the fires in the first movie yeah it kind of makes you think like why didn't they go to them sooner why Why not yeah maybe why don't maybe, everyone maybe, just huddle yeah, around it makes, makes you think that a little bit doesn't it so? or maybe it is just safety in numbers but not too many numbers or as soon as one person screams all of them are dead yeah. well I, I think it's yeah it, there might be a bit of that there's also kind of like where would you go to survive you'd probably go to the place that you're most comfortable yeah. to fortify it and also you you necessarily wouldn't <laughs> it's gone again like, <laughs> I, I apologise everybody I'm so tired today freaking gone it's freaking it's freaking, it's freaking <laughs> gone <God. laughs> Piss off, uh, ghost. It's piss off, ghost. Um, um, no, I think what I wanted to talk about, that, that whole sequence of events. What was of, I say? Oh, like, the, sorry, the yeah. the journey to, to go to anybody in itself yeah. in an unpredictable wild world is stupid. So it's a big risk to yeah. move anywhere. You're yeah. much better bunkering down and trying to make less as less sound as possible and surviving off what you can. They were even... A, I guess what we could have told Sin is that they were attempting to but either time ran out or they just ran out of sand or they didn't get to long enough in their journey because you see them like walking through the woods and you get to that point where the sand stops and they have to start going through the crunchy leaves and the twigs and stuff like that again where like tension builds up and you're like fuck don't don't step on the twig no Um, but yeah they might have been in the process also barefoot through all that I mean, you probably Painful. would. Because what happens if you get a shoe that just constantly pops or squeaks? You yeah. wouldn't wear shoes, would you? You, you wouldn't know. Yeah. No, but like, don't get me wrong. I understand why they're doing it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. humans have not walked bare feet for millions of years. <laughs> Speaking of bare feet, getting in a trap. Oh, fuck. You like it? Right. So the secret... Bare feet, barefoot. Hey. hey. Um, uh, so this is probably like the most... So they arrive back they... towards the town. They see the fire. That's yeah, yeah, kind of flickering, and they're go, they're going through like this sort of I don't know what it is. It's not a town. It's sort of like this sort of it's abandoned a, it's a railway, mill. It's a railway yard. It's like a mill steel or, something. or something. Yeah, steelworks yeah. thing where Kenny Murphy's characters and it's they don't up. know he's there. Yeah, and I ah oh, it it kind of maybe this this is where little nitpicks come in, but ultimately doesn't matter. I don't care because this film's great and everyone should fucking watch it. It's a masterpiece. It's not. I don't think anyone thinks should be customised. Whatever. So, they spring a trap that creates a large amount of noise, which is a bunch of bottles and stuff. I instantly thought, well, fuck, trip mine, you're all dead. Uh, That's why I was, I was yeah. like, watch for the axe blade that's swinging at your head. Yeah, saw's coming in. Um, and then she says, run, which is like, okay, I kind of get that. But also, you'd want to sneak away, wouldn't you? 
Because when you start running, you're creating more noise and like that's then causing like obviously you need to get away from that area the as quick area as possible. Sound, yeah. Um, and maybe that's the that's the kind of fight or flight <laughs> instinct of being just like get oh. as far away from it's the whole like fear thing we talked about. Yeah. Like, just get away from danger. Yeah. And you can do that quietly if you're on grass with bare feet. Like you're not gonna make a lot not of on noise. twigs and stuff. But yeah, they so they start running and the little boy bless him. This is the oh, this is the most shocking bit in the film. I know it's fairly early on, but it was the most brutal. I feel like yeah, you have like the people dying and getting clawed down and shit, and like oh my god, that's horrible. But this was this, the most shocking bit. Yeah. yeah, like so the boy just runs straight into a bear trap. Foot straight in. Foot straight in. You hear again with the sound design of this film. You just hear it snap and crunch. Yeah, and. Oh god, I was reeling in my chair. <laughs> Same. I was like, oh god, this is. Fuck, that's gotta hurt. And I, oh. the acting in this scene, brilliant. It's incredible. So brilliantly beautiful, for yeah. all the wrong reasons because it's Vez. Well, right bear reasons. Tra- like we want you to act like as though you've just had your foot in a bear trap. Go. You've done it well. Well done. <laughs> I love it, as you said earlier, it's like the adrenaline kicks in so he doesn't realise what's happened. He's panicking slightly. And then he turns around and sees it, the adrenaline wears off, the pain and the fear kick in. Yeah. And it's just like this wail of a scream. Yeah. He's just like... Yeah, it's that sudden realisation like, fuck, I've just tripped over. Why did I trip over? Ooh, something's hurting. It's the kind of Let noise me look that at triggers, my foot. triggers the response in... The, it tri- yeah, exactly. It triggers yeah. the response in you, that sound of like this is like I know how much this hurts him this yeah, is honestly, like this is I, pain in which your in which your whole body which you have felt I, I would know because I, I broke my wrists a couple years back maybe a bit over a year back but yeah it, it's that exact same emotion your I, whole body is just wretched with pain and it, there's nothing it, you can do about it's, it it's so. just the initial impact you're like oh that was a bit of a brunt impact fuck that kind of hurt let me try and move Ow. why can't I move and I look down and I'm like oh no Oh, this hurts. Oh, this really hurts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, Christ alive. And then, again, it's that anxiety that just builds you with when she opens the trap and then you just start picking up and they start walking together. You're like, oh, don't put any pressure on. Oh, don't put any pressure on that foot. That's, oh, no. That, oh, God, please don't. Oh, the infection. Oh. The infection, the fact that it could just be hanging. Oh. Like, I was oh. fully expecting oh. that. Like, his foot to be half off I mean he's just dragging um, it like around he's, that foot is going to have to get amputated there's no way that he's not got it infected. I, I think with the way the story went I, I think he'll be fine they'll just obviously need to find more medical supplies because I think so when they're treating him Emily Blunt's character uh, uh, what's, what's her name uh, the, character, the actual Evelyn. character's name Evelyn so when her character just basically says Evelyn it won't th- that bandage or something won't last so it's like okay so they've got it under control You've managed to stop the bleeding with a bandage. Stop yeah. the bleeding, and they got the alcohol and stuff, but they just need to do that constantly, or else the infection would get in and then they have to be amputated. But I was. And again, a little bit of nitpicks. We heard the fucking bone crunch. And it's not It's not like a snap, it was a. It was a. It was a. It was a. That has gone straight into your foot. Into but your you've definitely leg. got multiple fractures, or oh. your bone is just in half. Like. 
Oh, I didn't. I don't uh, believe that for a fact. His kid, that kid's bone wasn't broken when when she says it didn't get to the bone. I'm sorry. It did. It did. It did. You heard the you crunch. Heard the crunch. <laughs> you heard it impact and dent. Like he's gonna have yeah. some serious ligament and and bone damage. That's yeah, just it not, was nasty. Not gonna heal. But yeah, I guess like the little nitpick is like yeah, it definitely hit his bone, and he would not be walking so soon on that foot with a bear trap. Maybe you would, like, though, if you had to survive a monster that was hunting you. I don't know. He was walking on it pretty nicely. Like, yeah, painkillers and something. But when you're, like, full-on painkillers and you've got... Your, your balance would be off. You, you he was being be held to... up. Like, and, he, and he's only... No, but I mean, even in like later in the film when he's walking by himself, he was like, yeah, he was hobbling. I'm sorry, you just wouldn't be able to walk without, like, some sort of support, like crutch or something you would not be able to walk on that nitpick nitpick again it's yeah. fine but it works story like, like I say story wise and acting and everything like that is fucking amazing um what else so the next part of the story is so it's them getting to know Emmett again who has yeah. been and we learn that his family's dead he's the only one left his his son yeah. we're led to believe died on the day of the the first day the of first the attacks. The first day of the attacks. Yeah. And we saw his, him with his son at the ball game. Yeah. They were in the car together as they drove off. That's the last time we saw him up until this point. And then we learned that his wife was with him. Yeah. But was um, heavily wounded or something. Well, she knows she was infected with, like, she was... Um, yeah, she had, like, an illness. She had an illness. An illness, it, and then she, she died. Sick. She was very sick. And, and then, then she started to, like, basically... Scream. Scream in and... pain, because that was it, and he couldn't provide enough pain medicine. So he came to this refinery, or whatever this place is, by the railway, because he knew that there were soundproof... Like, there's... We can get underneath the concrete here, yeah. and this will soundproof us enough to survive. Yeah. It's more safe than the house. And we don't really learn what happened to her, but I'm guessing that she. I'm died. guessing she got like she got killed yeah. before they got here or as they arrived. Yeah, and he's just been here by himself, kind of mm. wallowing in his own self pity and drawing pictures of his boy over and yeah. over again. Um, but we're introduced to him. We're introduced to the kind of the connection he has with them already, and then. We see this kind of air of desperation from everyone, especially from Emily Blunt's character, where she wants yeah. to just everything to be kind of like, "You are our friend still, help us." Yeah. In the scenario it's... of which, well, hang on, you've not seen this guy in over a year. Yeah, a lot can and happen in a year. He's you been don't know... through a lot. You've been through a lot, and the world isn't normal. You yeah, can't. Just... She hasn't experienced the world changing. Like she's just been in her own like self-isolated area, which is like, yeah, of course she wouldn't know what's happening, and the yeah it, and. The fact that um, Kenny Murphy's character was like, yeah, well, there's this like radio sequence that we're getting. You wouldn't have been able to get that from where you were because of signaling. And I don't know what the excuse was, but yeah, there was a reason. Like, so all of that effort made from John Krasinski's character Lee was nothing, all was for nothing. Yeah, you and that's quite a, were... yeah, and like the, it's the the realization from Millie's character, um, Reagan. And she's just sort of like in denial. It's like, no, you're lying. Like, this is not real. Like, my dad would have done this properly. Like, of course we would have seen it. So, yeah, she's totally in denial. Um, which is understandable also. Um, Considering what they've been through. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, so, uh, moving a little bit on, a little bit further on. So, Millie, they find out there's this radio sequence and Millie breaks the, the puzzle that uh, the song played 
what was the song called? On the Lowly Island. So, what? what? Um, Fuck, what was the song? Across the Sea. Somewhere Across the Sea? Don't DMC me. Um, so, yeah, that song was played. Across and the it's, Sea. It's the, somewhere uh, waiting for me. It's, it's the clue that, hey, go to the island that is across the sea because that's where people are. And they found out that the uh, monsters do not swim. They can't swim because they're crazy. They're just like more. What would you call them? What sort of animal would they be? Reptiles? Uh, Bulletproofy muffs? Something completely different. Bulletproofy muffies, stuffs, things. Yeah, they can't swim. So she wants to go to the island to. I don't know. To tell everyone? Or tell everyone. It's a Frank Sinatra song. Yeah. Or at least he sang it anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, um, so her, her, she wants to go over so she could tell everyone this is how you do it and then maybe she could probably put out yeah. like a radio signal because that's where it's coming from. Um, she goes by herself and this is what we were referring to earlier with, yeah, she can hold her own, but she can't go anywhere Not by herself. Not by herself, herself no. no. way, because she wouldn't be able to tell what's behind her. If she's making enough, like too much noise at one time, she wouldn't be able to tell. Like she'd be careful, but she might knock something it smashes without her realising that's that's the terrifying intention yeah. thing like we had that whole sequence in the uh, in the in the train she, where... wants, she she says she can follow the railroad to the harbour yeah and then she can get potentially a boat to the island and yeah. we see that she follows that she comes across a train that we learn has just been was obviously on the way somewhere and yeah. has just been completely decimated yeah by these things and and, and is left in ruins. There's a bunch of dead bodies everywhere. Yeah. Um, she then makes her way to the end. To the end. Grabs the first aid box. Grabs the first aid box. And oh shit, there's a monster behind her. She doesn't realise. She tries to do. It's almost the exact same shot where the camera pans slightly as she leaves that little back. bit of like distance in between her and leaves the background behind. slightly out of focus. But then you see the limbs come in. And you're yeah, like, yeah. Oh, no, not again. Yeah. Um, she That's tries so well to fight it off. It almost gets to her. Yeah. Because she can't able to aim at the head while also operating the thing yeah. to make the sound, the high-pitched but sound that thankfully, distracts them. Gilly Murphy's character comes in and saves the day. Emmett comes in. Yep. He saves He's great. Day. He does um, go after her after being then, convinced to go after her by Emily. And also character. convinced by her to go with him. With her. If, I didn't assume genders. With um, Go with her. So they do that uh, aspect. And then whilst all this is happening and they're doing their journey into the boat, uh, Emily Blunt running low on supplies obviously Uh, this is the sort of scenarios that I really did enjoy about this film it's like yeah it's keeping it simple it's not like yeah we've got loads of monsters we're showing the monsters and the budgets through the roof and stuff like that but it's still like a contained story about these just individual characters like yeah okay you've survived for the day have you got enough resources no how are you going to get in what's that going to cause okay You've gotten to your destination. What hurdles did you have to get over? Oh, you had your son's foot in a bear trap. Shit, how are you going to deal with that? Oh, have you it's got... caught in a bear trap. Yeah. Uh, you've, you've, you've got your foot stuck in a bear trap. You've got that. You opened it. Okay, everything's fine. You've, you've dealt with it for the moment. Right, how are you going to deal with that? Oh, you need more alcohol? Fuck, how are you going to get that? You need to go... So it's simple things, and it's not just, oh, we need to bring all these people together and as a massive community, just arm everybody and like, oh... Whatever. It's, no, it's just how does a mother treat uh, or care for her kids? Mental. <laughs> yeah, it's the, the heightened thing, isn't it? How do you look after your family 
Yeah. When there are zero supplies in the And you're sort of... There's forced, no supply chain. And you're forced to split up. Right. You have to leave your crippled son with the responsibility of taking care of the baby. That's terrifying. Would you be able to do that? I don't I love, know. I love um, Marcus Abbott, who's yeah. the son's uh, evolution in this movie. Yeah. He's when fantastic. when she gets when he gets left with the baby, yeah, he's panicking and he's like, I can't do this. I don't. I don't know what to do. We even and I love that we get this callback to him playing the baseball and obviously yeah. being nervous with that and his mum calming him down and saying, You know what to do. It's okay. You know what to do. You have he's, the skills to do this. You have everything you need. He's I a very you. yeah. He's a very capable individual. But like I think obviously like the nerves that he said like even in a previous film like he didn't want to go to the waterfall and fish with dad. No. It's like he's constantly terrified, but when it comes to it, he's perfectly capable. I love that we then see him at the end of the movie. Yeah. Deal. Completely subvert that and be confident. It, I guess. And take it, a stand. In that's the, the turn at the end, which I really, really enjoyed, is he turns. Uh, shit. Okay, my mother's being gr- gravely injured by one of these things. Yeah. I'm going to fucking step up now. I'm not terrified of this anymore. You hurt my mum. Yeah. You fucking you gonna pay for this by a bullet in your face? That's really good. Yeah, I really liked that yeah. entire bit. It's the idea of like I'm not gonna go down not fighting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like when it comes to it's again fight or flight. Initially, you think oh he's gonna be a flight person. No, he's a fighter, definitely without a doubt. Um, a cautious fighter. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like she's trying to get like gas canisters because obviously you need oxygen to help calm down the baby and also hey guess what. Your son just trapped himself inside the furnace without any oxygen, accidentally. Not a good idea. Not a good idea at all. And I loved, in this film, the three scenarios playing at the exact same time. So, yes. And you're just sort of, okay, I could kind of breathe a little bit with uh, Killian Murphy and Millie Zimmons sort of getting away from these weird psychos on a boat. But I'm still tensed out because there's still a monster trying to kill the kid and the baby. And also I'm still tensed because... Because the mum's out of town. And yeah, yeah, you need to get back quick so you can save him, but also you need to be silent, and then also these people are getting killed by these... I can't take a break. <laughs> it, it's brilliant. And just it's like the so first good. movie, it just, it's this relentless roller coaster of emotion and, and, and anxiety and tension, and it's really well done. Yeah. And it just keeps you... It keeps your heart pumping all the way. And yeah. Like, yep. Okay. And, yeah. Let's just get and when this you, done. Yeah. When you finally do get that relief. So we then go to... Uh, after that little ordeal, um, initial ordeal, uh, Millie, uh, Reagan and Emmett go to the island. They, they find manage, a boat. They they're find all a boat. fine. They get to they're the all good. And it's a bloody civilization. It's like a, it's a commune. It's, a, it's good. It's hope. It's hope. Oh god, everyone's having fun. Having a little bubble what, fire. What does the S stand for? It's a god to aid. No, but they're having fun. Maybe we may. Oh, Honsu's character. Uh, Jimon? Jimon Honsu. Jimon who's Honsu. literally just called a man on own. <laughs> he doesn't have a name. Oh, yeah. We don't get told his name. Yeah. But he seems to be sort of a, a default leader in this kind of pack of people. Yeah. And he's the one we find out who set up this radio signal from the broadcasting tower that's on the island. Yeah. To basically do a subliminal message to people to work and, out to come to the island because it's a safe haven. And this might become like completely obvious to see. But mm. I liked how they sort of subtly like mentioned it's like, yeah, we you know someone might have the nitpick of like oh why didn't you just literally say on the radio hey this is the island everyone come here this is safe this this is the how you beat can't them. swim yeah 
by the way, don't do that because then everyone will try to onboard. Like, because he, he goes through the story of there was 12 ships and because people were so, like, frantic and everyone was pushing and trying to get onto these ships, only two of them sailed, everyone else died. So it's that thing. It's like, look, sorry to do this, but we need to make something encrypted so that if you do get it, you know where to go and you're safe and also you're not bombarded with this, like, onslaught of, like, wave after wave of just humans trying to save themselves. It's also, as we learn uh, throughout this, and as Emmett mentions, and we've run into you mentioned the confrontation with the boat people, the boat dwellers, who are a weird bunch of yeah, kind of, and we kind of learned that in the first movie as well with the old couple who were very strange, and and she just died, and he looked like he was on the edge of yeah, you know, desperation turns people into monsters, and yeah, I would if say those, it's a monster. If those, pe- if those, no, not necessarily him, yeah, no, but definitely the people in the second movie, and like, yeah, if those people find out you're on the island. You're Guess fine. who's coming for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not going to just be the... To be honest, I don't know why, like, they were smart enough to, like, hold this trap and, like, nearly kill Gilly Murphy's character, but also they didn't try to take a boat and just sail across to the ocean. Well, they probably haven't figured out the message. They probably haven't heard it. Well, no, but just uh, even so. Yeah. Like, you know, there's, a, there's an island there's over an there. There's an island over there, yeah. Do you want to just sail over there? Yeah. That's true, isn't little, it? Little nitpick. Who cares? Um, but, and then... Again, last little nitpick that I have is that one of the monsters, like, the way you find out, like, oh, they, they can't swim is, like, one of them falls in and the other one, like, s- stumbles onto a boat and then the boat starts slowly drifting out, drifting out to sea. And uh, initially in that one point I was like, what, what are the chances that that one boat is going to end up on that island and all the people on the island are going to die? Oh, wait, that happens. Yeah. It's just that, like, why couldn't it have just drifted out and not gone to the island? Because tension, and we want, we want people biggest, dead. Biggest story. We want, we want people dead. And, and the whole, like... And it, it kind of reflects in the whole kind of premise of, like... Almost with, like, Aboriginal communities. Yeah. And, like, if you go to the island, you will introduce death to them. Yeah. Death will follow you when you oh, go. Oh, God. And that's even that's depressing. That, yeah. It, <laughs> and even though... And, and that kind of idea of, like... if you Even if you have the best intentions to get to safety, yeah. if you make a misstep you could bring about the end of that civilization, which is kind of a little bit, even though it's not directly Emmett and Reagan's fault, they have no idea that this is going on. This boat just yeah. drifts where it drifts, separately from them, but they still were part of the cause of the chain of events that happened yeah. to then this thing getting on the island and starting to slaughter but people. Again, that, like, even though it's kind of predictable and how like the monster ends up on the thing, but again, the attention building of like, fuck something's here I need to run and tell everyone immediately or else it's going to be a storehouse it ends up being a storehouse but it was still like Um, it kind of got flashbacks to kind of the first movie as well which was uh, not first movie the first scene the first day yeah 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 yeah, where everyone's just it's just mass panic yeah the mass panic just means that I think actually I think it was more unfortunate because like there was the mass panic but it wasn't like everyone screaming and like oh noises everywhere car horns and stuff the only people that were making noise was like uh, Honsu's character and Kelly Murphy and Millie was trying to drive away and get the attention get of the, the thing get to the radio tower yeah. which that makes sense I, I really liked that like when people were panicking they, it was silent panic if that makes sense like all the kids were like not making a noise they obviously were like everyone was well trained obviously like you would do in like a year in an apocalypse Um, but also these people have been on this island for a while they've probably become numb to what these creatures are actually like yeah you know but but no yeah it's like there's obviously differences like first day no one knows how to deal with this and then obviously on that island people 
kind of know they know how to deal with it but obviously like shit we haven't it's been a while since we've had to deal with one of these oh my god I have to remember to stay calm and you know people do die but it's not like a a wipeout it's a wipeout of the entire island well, people luckily, have got people have got like protocols that shit luckily, if something like this does happen Emmett Reagan and, and Honsu's character are able to lead it away in the car yeah towards the radio tower where basically the plan of the radio tower is that they, they mention it to to him and being like well, if this signal from the hearing aid weakens them, if we yeah. play it over the radio, people yeah. can access it. Yeah. So they, it can be used as a distraction tool it, and, and a survival tool. Yeah, and it's even that. It was like it will send the message out. It's like, okay, then, so I'm noticing that this monster is like being affected by this radio. Oh, it's high frequency. Let me grab my thing. High frequency. So everyone Let's find has... high frequency stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just try and yeah. mob really, a really well tech store or something. Um, so they, they managed to get to the radio tower? Yes. Uh, Holmes' character gets killed off. <laughs> yeah, officially. he's died in everything that we see. He, uh, he died in he that. Unfortunately, uh, has a moment of doubt and panic. Yeah, and that moment of doubt and panic is enough for him to be killed. Yeah, it's that hesitation that will just kill you um, instantly. I like the fact that it, you would think it would be a little bit more of a main moment. Um, I guess it was just it, so much in the moment. Yeah, it's not like, oh necessarily my God. his death, but the monster goes quiet. I think it was because it was it was sort of like thrown off the back of the truck. Just took a while then, to catch up. And it, again, in that hesitation, he's like, "What if it just went back? I have to go back and." But it's, I, I thought it was really interesting how it did go silent, and it's like, yeah. oh, it's it's almost learned that maybe if it not if it doesn't yeah. make sound, it can then potentially cause some right. panic that creates sound. So it can, yeah. but that was that was interesting to me. Yeah. Um, um, they're yeah, able get, to they're able to get in, and they're able to sort it in the end. Is the end yeah. of the story. No, yeah. I love that the, this is playing out along with the tension back at of the, the two other sequences the two other, happening. Yeah. yeah, this is really good. Like well, the two other sequences that mold into of, one sequence. Yeah, the end. one the 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 last sort of like big tension bit that I had is when they were trying to make their way into the room with the microphone and stuff, and like oh, she has to climb over the desk. She has to climb over the desk, and you see oh. a, you see a cup there, and you're like, oh my god, I pushed that off. Oh, don't step on don't one of the step on the pencil. Don't step on a pencil. Don't step on one of the switches accidentally, because anything that you do, like don't crumple a bit of paper. Don't step in the drawer. Don't step in. The, don't, don't, when, don't move the drawer back in. Where, yeah, when they didn't show what was on the floor. Oh. I was fully expecting there to be like a mouse trap or something. <laughs> like, yeah, they, they were showing. Another bear they were showing what was on the table. They were showing where her foot was, and they were showing that there was a drawer there, but they didn't show what was on the floor. I was just like, was oh clever my god! Angles, oh yeah. my god! There's something there. There's some. Okay, thank god there isn't. It's bait and switch. It's and it's baiting you to think there's something. Good there, old but there really isn't. creaky door. Yep, typical creaky door does it. Um... So yeah, the cricket door, it starts coming after them. But then, oh yeah, so Killian Murphy does he get a leg cut off? He get he gets his leg shredded by. He gets his leg shredded caught by it. Yeah, as Emily Blunt's character does as well, as Evelyn does as well. Yeah, they both get kind of dragged down the leg. It's just not nice. It's horrible. Um, so they both are injured. Um, so he gets injured, but he does enough to be able to distract to to save Reagan to allow her to plug the thing in and do what she needs to do. (laughs) Not a nitpick. Who cares? But like, part of me was just literally just like, just fuck, put it on the mic, woman. Just put your put your she thing takes, on the mic. She takes a little she while. Takes she takes her sweet ass time to do like, it. I'm gonna make sure this is like properly done. Dramatic. Dramatic. <laughs> uh, it's almost like we're in a movie. Um, yes. 
But I like that she she plugs it in, and then I love the the switch in Marcus's character where he then because re- yeah. she's told him keep listening, and yeah. he realizes that she's managed to put the signal through the whole thing. So then she, so then he, sorry, has that turn moment, and I love the kind of badass face that comes yeah. across him where he's like. I've got you on the back foot now. Yeah, yeah. And he's able to like he steps out of the the oven, the cubby hole, on his bad leg. The thing on his bad leg, hobbling along, (laughs) and then he's able to reach for the gun. Yeah, just plant it straight in his face. And uh, yeah, I think yeah, every single one of the main characters, like Killian Murphy, like they're all badasses in this. Emily Blunt, fucking badass. Millie Simmons, badass. Yeah, and the acting across the board is amazing. So good. So good. Um, Um, Again, there's not much lines of there's more lines of dialogue in this one. Yeah. But not yeah, too yeah. many more, which is good. Yeah, it's the only times where you get like moments on the island, or maybe when they're underneath the ground, or and at the start. And they're kind of whispering, yeah. Yeah, or they're at the start. Or at the start. But actually, I think the start sequence had as much dialogue as the whole of the rest of the, mo- the other movie. Probably, did. it probably did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Incredible um, stuff. There's one other bit, it's like where the boy finds out that Marcus still has the dead body of her, his wife, I guess. That's kind of messed up. Yes, it was it's yeah. his wife's dead body. So it's like, if they were to like make a third one, because that's where it ends is when like the last two, they, they get to the... What am I doing? Radio tower. And then uh, they they kill the two things. And then that's where it ends. That's like, the cut, yeah. Like, they finally got to the radio tower. <laughs> they finally done that thing. Um, and, yeah, so that's... That's it. So, and we were discussing on our way back, oh, is there going to be a part three? Um... I, I don't know I don't mind if there isn't I don't mind if there is I definitely want to see more there's definitely more that they could do like they'll go back and they'll I'm have to reunite with the family what is the message like what happened to the rest of that do you, little small village do you try village? to leave them to you or do you go to get them yeah or do you yeah it's interesting yeah. of how you like because I think John Krasinski's definitely not watching this but hey if you are this is some tits He's not gonna have tips on the next one. Um, this is some tips. Tips, whatever. Tips, tips. <laughs> Here's some tips. Uh, no, I, th- I think the next film, if they were to do the next film, they'll probably like start out. They'll have to get back to the little village on the island. Who survived? Uh, and then gather all those people. Right, we know what to do. How many amps have we got? Let's just. How many things can we like make at a high pitch frequency? Let's go on the boats back over to the other side. And then sort of like start spreading out, and like going back to like other major towns and cities and like little villages and like people the where again yeah, like the beacons. Around. And then obviously we'll have the main story will be on like trying to get Millie and Killing back to the um, uh, to the the rest of the family. And then also holy shit, yeah, there's a dead body. Killing nothing. You're kind of a messed up man. That's that's weird. But so you know, there's stuff they could there's do. There's a lot of that. Yeah. They still could there's do, but ends. but. I wouldn't be surprised again if they don't again it's it's that I've literally just said you kind of can tell where they could go with it you don't need another film to like fully explain everything and what happens next no it's, no, you don't. it's whatever I wouldn't mind seeing another one I love these movies they're great yeah I definitely I would definitely oh, say I, this 100% is, yeah I yeah. 100% see the, the I would, I would definitely say that this is I said this to you on the way back it's like it's probably one of the best sequels ever that I've seen you know I might be blasphemous and say oh my god but you haven't seen this one you haven't seen this one yeah I know but from what I've seen it's it's pretty damn good it's so good it's pretty damn good for for a horror sequel as well for any sort of sequel it's it's really really good 
I'd highly recommend anyone watching it, especially in the cinema. I love, if you can. And I think the success of it comes down to it that it doesn't try to do too much. Yeah, definitely. You know, it doesn't try to do a load of, as you said earlier, it doesn't try to go like big with the effects or anything or the, it's the like, plot. It's like, yeah, you see more of them and stuff, but yeah, ultimately, get, and we get introduced to some new characters and some new people's stories, but it's still a survival story of this family. Yeah, yeah. that's it. That's all it needs to be. I don't, I don't mind. Yeah, I don't really want anything else. I'm so invested in these characters. What next? How is that boys of foot going to be? It's going to be definitely broken. It's going to be amputated. That's that's yeah. yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it isn't. Like if it didn't go to the bone and they've got the supplies now, it's like, yeah, just carry on, not making it infected. But it's he should have broken. He should, he should have lost the foot. He should have lost that foot. Anyway, um, but that's all I think for today. You got anything else to else to say? No. No. Go watch. A Quiet Place Part 2 go, really go watch it if you've listened all the way then why you should have watched it first and then listened to this that's fine um, but no it's fine I, I think even if you know what happens still go watch it for the experience of being in the cinema if you can like I say um, don't if it's not safe obviously <laughs> don't if it's not safe I love it and don't if there's a giant monster that is can only rely on sound and can hear you yes don't do that yeah. Um, but yeah uh, how do we wrap this up again? I forgot. Right, so if you enjoyed this, and if you enjoyed watching us on Twitch, we're live on Twitch every Saturday. Most Saturdays, maybe. I don't know. Um, Most Saturdays at the moment. So, what are we going to be doing next week? We mentioned maybe Batman Arkham Asylum, the game. We're going to do, yeah. we're going to do uh, it's going to be game themed one next Game week, one. Which I think yeah. is going to be good fun. And then yeah. we're going to, I think, launch into what I'm guessing will be well music. M- or Music, yeah, yeah. We could do like another musical, oh. we could do like another album or something. Oh, uh, we could do more games. I don't know, but uh, Loki starts on uh, on the ninth on on next Wednesday. It does. It starts, so we'll do that when it all wraps up. We'll do an episode on that. Well, I'm really looking forward to Loki. It looks good. Um, yes. So follow us on Twitch if you want to, or you can follow us on any other podcast app that there is. Do it. Do it. Do it. If you enjoyed, if you enjoyed, uh, also share it around your friends, family. Give us, give us a rating. Give us five stars. If you don't give us five stars, then we won't listen to it. Probably might read that out if you want. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, there's an email, cityofgeekandpod at gmail.com. Huzzah. If you give us any suggestions, or what did you think of Quiet Place Part 2? Did you see it? How did you see it? Whatever. Was it still good? What did you think of it? Was it the best sequel ever made? Probably. I don't know. Probably not ever made. Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back is pretty fucking good. Um, yeah. What else? Uh, I've got a Twitter, which is all in the description below. I've got, we've got a Facebook group also. We do. At um, Globe of Geekum. Globe of Geekum. You can join it if you want, um, and you can just talk about stuff that you give give a shit about. Do you like music? Talk about it. Start conversations. Let's all do it. Yeah. I obviously, can. I obviously share some of the news, and I sort of ask for opinions on stuff. And if you reply to it, you can do. If you don't, cool. This is what we're going to be talking about next episode. But yeah. Uh, Next week will be fun. Thank you, everybody, so much for watching. And we shall see you next week. See you next week. Take care. Bye. Bye.